promised we're going to be doing a uh, discussion uh, about the 1976 film network. Um, who who are we? we? We're uh, the Low Life Podcast, and uh, I don't know. I think I'm Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm H. Sean Benjamin. I forgot who I am. You're David Cross. Damn yeah. it. No, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm okay no. with that. That's fine. No, no, it's quite off McGillicuddy, uh, currently playing the popular 19, uh, 2020s game, Is This a Cold or COVID? I'm, <laughs> oh, God. I'm joined by Shadowlike. Hello. And Scum. Uh. Yeah, and uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, Network. Uh, the movie turned 45 fucking years old today. I think I might have seen it 20-some years ago. And it's... <laughs> It blows it's, my mind every time I think about yeah. that. Right. No, like it's on the rewatches. Well, let me just get this out of the way. This is going to have a cliffhanger because just the first hour of the movie took up an entire legal pad and we got a lot to get through. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was uh, directed by Sidney Lumet, who also filmed some of my other favorite movies, 12 Angry Men, Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon, which Damn, is I a forgot. blast. I oh. forgot he did Twelve Angry Men. I saw that this in, dude in had, high school. I have been wanting to watch Dog Day Afternoon for it's the shit for years now. It's so movie. fucking good, man. Like I've heard God. that it's an extremely progressive film for the seventies. It's kind of which, you know. I, I mean, didn't. I didn't know the turn it was going to take when I saw it. I just heard it was a really good Pacino movie. Yeah, when it, the turn hit. It, I loved it. It just, ex- it just changed the whole dynamic and it made it so fucking fun. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's probably the best bank robbery movie I've ever seen. Oh, um, oh, for that's, that's strange. Cause I, I was actually thinking about that movie. Uh, while we were watching this, I was like, you know, I, I haven't seen dog day afternoon yet. Mm. And oh, it's, it's worth the, it's, it's, it's entertaining as hell. It's, oh, I yeah. mean, it's just masterfully made. It's very funny. Yeah. So, um, you're, you're well, I mean, if it's made yeah. by the same person who made Network, then it's, it yeah. seems like it's definitely going to be worth watching. Oh, definitely. I, I also noticed that sort of like little neo-noir slant that the movie has, too, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this movie would definitely not have existed without the noir. So Yeah, to a, to a certain degree. There's a to lot of ex- those really? lit scenes that yeah. kind of look yeah. like... Yeah. Uh, I could well, like the, the yeah, scene it, with, with with Howard and Diana when they first like she's seducing him the first time. Oh yeah, cool. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really see that. And you're probably wondering if you're listening to this, why are we talking about a movie from 1975 called Network? Now, a lot of people may not, a lot of you punks may not know this this movie exists. Well, I bet because, you a lot of them do. I bet you a lot of them do. 
It's just the thing is that no one's really talking about it these days. You know, like it hasn't really come up a lot. I saw an article, one of the more recent articles about it was like 2017 or something like that, where they were like, it predicted the future, but kind of, but not really. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Like nothing is going to be a perfect... (laughs) Well, that's such a cheap headline. It, like, nothing is going to perfectly, like, 100%. It's like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your, you want your mind blown. Just go to the quick quib about Snowden and the CIA. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. What? It's 1975. Right. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about, man? And then they just never talk about it again. And I'm like, fuck you. No, Snow- Snowden was the guy they were going to hire to take over for Howard. But we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, anyway, but so- that's uh, that's uh, an interesting name to drop. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man. but but, this, uh, but we get to get back into like who, what this is and stuff. This is written by a dude named Patty Chayefsky, who's probably I think one of the, if not the only screenwriter to win three Oscars for original work. Incredible, not adaptations. So like uh, the other one was being uh, the movie Marty in nineteen fifty five in a movie called The Hospital, which got him in a lot of shit um, mm-hmm. in nineteen seventy one. Um, Patty Chayefsky died, I believe, of cancer, and he received he refused to get treatment because. Like he knew that like he didn't trust hospitals, <laughs> like because he he done all that research on that movie and it's not painting a very nice picture of hospitals. Like, I mean, at the time, uh, probably. Right. And uh, it, it won a it won a shitload of Oscars. It did not win Best Picture. It lost to Rocky, but it beat Rocky in the original screenplay. So Patty, you know, that's him winning. You got Faye Dunaway who won an Oscar, and uh, she's incredible in this. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There's a there, there was a story about how like Sidney uh, Lumet said, "Listen, I want you to play all of these scenes with like you're you're just cold, like none of it hits you." And when you see that in play, it's you are afraid. Like, yeah. <laughs> <it's> yeah. fucking, <laughs> um, William Holden was an Oscar uh, nominee. I don't know. I don't think he won. He's great. He's also in one of my other favorite movies, uh, uh, the, the Wild Bunch, directed by Sam Peckinpah, which is just this hallucinatory, toxic masculinity fucking western from hell. <laughs> <laughs> it has one of the greatest gunfights in the history of cinema at the end that goes on for like 20 minutes. They called it, when they filmed it, the Battle of Bloody Shirt, because that's all they kept doing was like blowing up the same actor's shirts over and over again. <laughs> uh, Peter Finch, who plays Howard Beale in this film, won this Oscar posthumously. Phenomenal. He's the first actor to win an Oscar posthumously and the only uh, before, like, well, now we have Heath Ledger. And yeah, so um, he died. So he died shortly before the Oscars. Yes. And wow. he died while doing a press junket. I do believe he was leaving like the Johnny Carson show or something like that. It was like, uh, the next morning. He died in Sidney Lumet's arms. That fucking sucks. That's yes. It's heartbreaking. Crazy. Awful. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so you got Robert Duvall in this playing a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> this, I, there's no way around it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> I said, you got, human being. you got Beatrice Strait, who won the Oscar for, you know, being a, a, a William Holden, uh, who, Max, uh, his, his her, uh, wife, and uh, she owns it. And then you got Ned Beatty, uh, you know, known from everything ever. And he delivers also like this four and a half. He's only on screen for four and a half minutes and it'll fucking staple you to the ground. Like, it's just... Yep. Uh, anyway, so the movie. All right, it opens. You got a couple of friends that are just hanging out outside. Well, and uh, this is narration. Actually, you're right. Y- yes. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Like it because it opens with like a wall of screens. Yes. You know, it's four different uh, four different news feeds going on at the same time. Yes. Right out of the gate, there's that. Okay, that's a little side. Okay. 
Fish. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. but I mean, not not overtly. I don't know if it knew. Like, it knew what it was doing. But uh, it was trying it's, to do it's, it's these old like CRT screens, like yes. the ones from the seventies too, where it's like you, it, it look kind of looks like a bubble inside a mm-hmm. square. Yes, so, they were yeah. incredible looking. Yeah, and, and the three of them are real newscasters, and one of them is Peter Fitch. That's like, it's Howard Beale, right? And so yeah. there's this, there's narration, this voiceover, which only happens a very few times in the film, used to the best effect I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, because voiceovers like suck. It, it's incredible Usually. the fact that like yeah, they they knew what they were doing with this because it it adds on to how much you you. This is a really funny film. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, it, this, really it could is. almost be a comedy if it wasn't sh- so terrifying in its scope. yeah yeah like, oh, it's, it's, it's a, definitely a dark comedy yeah like 100%. Yes. so the narration um, just like it just opening with the narration it's like oh that's weird and then it just gets very, very deadpan too yeah he's, oh, yeah. he's all like this story is about howard beale who was the news network news anchorman on ubs tv and then they go on about how like he, he on in his time like he was they, they describe as a mandarin of television you know and, and this is what you would consider at that time to be somebody like walter cronkite who was actually yeah. one of the faces in it and we'll get into his daughters in the movie. So anyway, <clears throat> he uh, they say something like he was a grand old man of the news with a hut rating of 16 and a 28 audience share. Now, it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot of digging to figure out what this is, because it's like yeah. this is this is the Nielsen rating. System. You don't you don't really need to. I mean, I didn't look that up and I still no, pretty much understood. You kind of uh, understand. Yeah, yeah. You understand, sense- by the way, that they say things. Right, um, that like the bigger, big, you know, big numbers get, you know, are better. Big yes. number, good. More money, yes, give. The hut rating is like homes using television is what that stands for, okay. and that's like of the Nielsen families. These are all the people who have this machine that's hooked up to your television. I, I'm gonna look mm-hmm. it up, and I don't even know what they fucking look like, honestly. But like, it's probably just something that you like. It knows when you watch what for how long. <laughs> and yeah, we're worried about like privacy now, <laughs> right? And and this was this has been going on since like the fifties, sixties. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, like, this, yeah, I mean, this isn't even new. Yeah, like, this, this, now you just have a smart TV that watches you, you know, jerk off to infomercials. Like, just, <laughs> Basically, yeah. Meanwhile, you just had like just a component in your television that just right. like monitor what you watch and maybe not when. Right. And, and, like, and that's how they knew. Like, we'll, we'll get into it. So, like, the hut rating of sixteen means that of like all televisions, sixteen million people were watching TV. All right, yeah. and that a twenty-eight audience share means that's twenty-eight percent of them were watching Howard Beale. You know what I mean? So 16 million people, you take about a third of that boom. That's who's watching that show. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, like I said, you had to have this fucking tracking device fitted to your TV that would record which shows were being watched and by which members of the family. And then Sweeps Weeks would have like a diary that you would like fill out to record <laughs> your viewing choices. So like it only tracks popularity. It doesn't track quality. Interesting. All right. So uh, from uh, the bonus features, they, there was this really cool thing on the DVD where if you go to the bonus feature screen and then you click on the dial, it takes you to a menu that explains the Nielsen's. <laughs> so it says, I love this quote, too. It says, if a mediocre program were to score well with the Nielsen families, network programmers might scramble to repeat the success by creating more mediocre programs. <laughs> no fucking shit. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So then, like the narration sets up the rest of Howard. It's like in in uh, yeah. 1969, you know, uh, he his wife died like after his uh, 
ratings fell to a 22 share. And then he was like left a childless widower with an eight rating and a 12 share. And he became morose and isolated and began to drink heavily. And then he was like, as of like the day this movie starts, which is like September 22nd, 1975, when I was like, I don't know, eight months old. (laughs) (laughs) The news was broken to him uh, by uh, Max Schumacher, who was the president of the news division at UBS, that he was fired. So, and I love this line right before they get to it. The narrator goes, the two old friends got properly pissed. It's just such a, <laughs> and you, that's it. They're hammered. They're yeah. fucking hammered. Right. Cause this is what you do. Yeah. Like this, this is a very important moment, like of just character development. And this is in the first 30 seconds, yeah. you know, like this is all very fast. Yeah. And, um, you know, and Max, you can see, you can a see, joke. yeah, you can see why they put that narration in there because you know, it's a, uh, well, it's, it it does it it gets you up to speed and but in a very in a much more efficient way than I think uh than much more expedient way than I think visually showing that would have yeah uh, yeah at least yeah. back in 1976 that also they don't overuse it yeah. no no yeah, I, it, I think there's only three or four moments of narration in the film yeah, yeah. you know and it's yeah, I can't think of I mean. I, I don't have the bone to pick with uh, 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 narration like you guys do, but like, yeah, I mean, well, in no, this case, I, it, I don't. What it is is, I think a lot of the bad blood for narration comes from Blade Runner. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that that was included in Blade Runner because it worked well here, hmm. and in so okay. a bunch of other movies too. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it, yeah. they both. That's I can see the noir tie, and you know, like Blade Runner kind of fits on a network timeline. You know, like if you, yeah. if you stretch shit out of them. Yeah, it's an old timey mechanic. If you watch like films from the 40s and 50s, they're fucking chock full of narration sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. like and sometimes and it works, a, sometimes it doesn't. But it there was a, another really interesting thing about the movie that I'd never noticed before. Um, I read this one analysis of it and they, they were like, you know, if there's something. Oh God, I, I, I got to remember the guy's name. This guy wrote a book about Sidney Lumet and a whole chapter about network is fascinating. Um, I took no notes from that because I don't have the book, but the stuff, the excerpts I've read, which is like, what? So when Lamette was filming this, like this shit was, this was word for word, the script, except for like one or two words. And they decided to keep it in because like Lumet actually had to fight Chayefsky over this. He was like, no, I'm keeping it. Um, and uh, this, the cinematography is very static and documentary at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You'll yes. notice it's not moving a lot. If it does, it's a quick pan. But as yeah. the as Howard starts spiraling out of control, there's a lot more motion, a lot more movement. Hmm. The second thing that I didn't notice in all of these times that I'd seen the movie is that the film has no score. The only time you hear music are in the opening credits to the shows on the show in the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I didn't think of that. Damn. It's huh. insane. Right. I went you looking want... for like the score for the movie just to like play to DJ with and stuff. Just to be like, here's the funds. None of it. None of it. It's all just like typewriters <laughs> or like, and it's like, Oh my god, that's so fucking great! Didn't even yeah. think of that. That's how much I missed it. You know, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. yeah, it doesn't get in the way of anything. You don't need it. You this yeah. is an example. You really don't need it. Really don't really fucking don't. need it. Yeah. You just, so much. You just hear the very, city and the cl- office and the click oh. clack of things and just like it feels very organic. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it grabs you by the ears. Yeah. You know, like and there's the dialogue, it's very dialogue heavy, but god damn it, it moves mm-hmm. in a way that a lot of films don't move. Especially a lot of films from the 70s. Like yeah. 
even even Taxi Driver did not have the pacing that uh, that this movie had. Yeah, no, um, no, yeah, really no. That did. that one was playing with tension. You know, yes. though. it was definitely oh, yeah. doing something different. This is a avalanche. Oh yeah, like, yeah. you don't you don't realize it, and until you get to the point of no return, which is probably where we're gonna end. <laughs> and when that happens, my God, it's a roll. It's interesting too because yeah. all the cuts of this film are all like hard. <laughs> Like oh yeah, there, yeah, there was no, like, one early on. There was one early on. I think um, I I can't remember exactly when it happens, when it occurs, but I know mm-hmm. that it's a very hard cut, mm-hmm. and it's very noticeable too. And I wonder if that's on purpose. I'm, I you think can, so. You can see yeah. some of like the uh, the the film stock before mm-hmm. the uh, before it. Uh, oh, it's definitely cuts in. Yeah, it, yeah. it might be. I, I mean, a, I wouldn't yeah. put anything past it because they did, they weren't in a rush to make it. They had yeah. plenty of time to go yeah. over this. Because there's like a, a lot of southern transitions in this film, God, and they all crazy. feel natural. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. like I mean, I like well, I like this joke Max tells at the very beginning to his yeah, buddy. Yeah. It's just like you know, they're laughing. They're they're hammered. They're out on uh, like a New York City street, right? So yeah, picture uh, it: New York City, 1975. Two drunk old men. Right. Basically. They got yeah. they got trench coats, like tan trench coats on, and they're just fucked up. And like Max is like, oh, yeah, so, you know, like I woke up, I was supposed to do a remote on the George Washington Bridge because they were building the lower level. And I get a phone call and it's the, the, the station and they're like, where the hell are you? You're supposed to be doing a remote. So he hurries up and he just throws his raincoat over his pajamas and he runs down to the street and he hails a taxi. And the taxi driver stops and he's like, where are you headed? And he's like, I need to get to the George Washington Bridge. The guy looks at him and he says, don't do it, buddy. You're young. You got your whole life ahead. <laughs> yeah. And we, it, find, we find out kills. this is like, this is, uh, this is like Max's kind of go-to yeah. story. This is right. Yeah. Cause they do a callback. He tells the yeah. entire thing like again, yeah. and it's, but in different contexts like this. And, and the, the funny thing is you find out like he never told Howard this. Yeah. You know, like yeah, and, apparently these guys uh, have known each other finding, for twenty plus years. Yeah, they're still finding ways to like make each other laugh. They're, they're very good friends. Like yes. when you, as you see this, like their friendship is fucking beautiful and so yeah. well like developed. So then you cut to like Max and Howard are like sitting at a bar, and this is a noir shot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like Howard's head is just like head down on the bar, and just at like this is straight from the cut. You have no sound. It's a bar. Somebody's wiping down a bar, and Howard just goes. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and you don't like, that's not funny, but it's like, it is because it's like, Jesus, you escalated, you know, yeah, yeah, from here yeah. to this. The movie just started. Oh yeah. Wait, <laughs> it opened like, with the joke. Yeah. This is the darkest shit. Like the, the darkest and most cavalier way of, uh, handling all of this, this, uh, subject matter. You know, um, a lot of like at the, point i'm trying to fucking think that guy who like offed himself on air what year was oh, that oh wait no that was that was later that was later was, there was a few weird that was uh bud dwyer i was yeah. from school that day and i saw it oh buddy. Wow. yeah man that was fucked up man, man. i learned oh. a lot about anatomy anyway um <laughs> <laughs> so max max bulks like at him saying this he's like oh come on you know and uh max goes on he's like no i'm gonna blow my brains out right on the air Right in the middle of the seven o'clock news. And Max humors him. He's like, well, you know, you get a hell of a rating. I guarantee you that. 50 share easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, this yeah. turns yeah. really quickly. Like it's, and it's still dark. You know, he's like, you think so? Buddies, like, yeah, though, sure. so, yeah, but they're buddies though. So it's like, yeah, 
it's the kind of shit you say to your friends. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're that that's where this feels a little heightened because you're not supposed to hear these conversations. It's always like yeah. two strangers at a bar, like two friends at a bar being like, remember that time we did this thing? You know, and this is different. This is the end of a man's career and he's hanging out with his best friend who just told him it's happening kind of stuff, you know? And it was yeah. life. Like there's you, a lot it, happening. Like, we yeah. learned it's like these men, like, especially for the time period, is like they were there for like the development of this industry, you know? Like yeah. he oh, dedicated yeah. his life to this thing and now it's like you're fired well well now they're joking about like what well, you know they max is like well we can make a series out of it we can <laughs> suicide of, suicide of the week hell why yeah. limit ourselves execution of the week and then howard's like terrorist of the week and max is like i love it suicides assassinations mad bombers mafia hitmen automobiles smash-ups the death hour a great Sunday night show for the whole family. It put fucking Disney right off the air. This is, <laughs> this is three and a half minutes into yeah. this movie. <laughs> okay. This is when the movie likes to video drunk. Yeah. yeah. Well, so then, yeah. you know, you cut from that and it's it's just, it's like a shot of the CBS building and it's a shot of the NBC building and it's a shot of the ABC building and it's a shot of the UBS building and boom, you've established your fourth network. Like, yep. that's mm. it. No yeah. fucking nothing. And uh, so like a brief mention here before the, credits roll this is going to be a content warning you're going to want to skip ahead maybe a few minutes um the year before this movie came out christine chubbuck uh was a news anchor in sarasota who had been suffering from depression and on mm. july 15 1974 yep. she covered eight minutes of national news stories and then a shooting at a local restaurant okay and um when the film reel of the restaurant shooting jammed and wouldn't run chubbuck shrugged it off and said on camera in keeping with the WXLT practice of presenting the most immediate and complete reports of local blood and guts news, TV40 presents what it is believed to be a television first, in living color, and exclusive coverage of an attempted suicide. And then she drew a 38 revolver and shot herself behind it left ear. Wow. Like, it took a second. You hear her hit, the, it's on archive, don't look it up. But a technical... You know, difficulties card comes up, and then the network put on a fucking movie. I forgot about Af- that one. Wow. That, was, that was another one I was thinking about. Chayefsky's, I think, on record just saying this influenced like the script. Um, yeah. yeah, because it fucking like you didn't know about it, and then they just put two movies about it out not that long ago. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Mike Simmons, he was like the the news director after the shooting. He found her copy, which contained a complete script of the program, including not only the shooting but a third person account to be read by whichever staff member took over after the incident i'm not laughing because that's funny i'm laughing because that's hard to get through yeah um simmons said her script called for her condition to be listed as critical and uh yeah this this has been listed as you know inspiration for this aspect of uh the, the story yeah yeah and you know because she was on to something but i mean it's the the whole story is extremely tragic and very like it took a lot to kind of I, I just had to boil it down to like kind of the details there yeah. Because the rest of it's just super fucking depressing. And yeah. I, you know, but it did, he, you know, Chayefsky saw something in that. He saw that it, like, was a sensational story. It The way it kind of cracked across, like, the media landscape, the way people covered it, all of that was extremely fascinating. Mm-hmm. So now we're in, like, the UBS studio. And uh, oh, this is another thing I want to mention. The New York scenes are filmed on location. Uh, Lumet was a real big proponent of filming on location. Yeah, all of buddy. the network scenes were filmed in Canada. <laughs> oh, really? 
there was never a moment when any of our studios were like empty enough for them to film it. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that is fair. It is funny though because I I do love movies from this era because back then it was like, no, nah, we didn't make sets. We just recorded on the street, and if some dude was in the shot, well, he's yeah. in the movie now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, hey, that. I'm walking here. That whole thing. That yeah, was like yeah, improv yeah. because the dude almost did hit fucking Dustin off. Yeah. <laughs> so now, like, you know, we're the UBS studio. This is the opening credits. You just hear like a typewriter and, and I teletypes. This, I think this might on. have been where the hard cut was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they just yeah. cut to it. It's just silence and the credits are rolling. And you'll notice the first credit is Chayefsky, which is not a thing that you fucking see. Yeah. Written by Patty Chayefsky. <laughs> like, yeah. boom. Before the director. For the producers, like he had him and Sydney had something here with this one. You know what I mean? Like they had an understanding. Yeah. Um, So you see how we're walking through the the walk the building and I go into like the table where they're going to start discussing which uh, stories to run. He's carrying like a glass of whiskey, right? Mm. Uh, The name Squeaky From comes up, and she's associated with the Manson family, but not the murders. She yeah. did attempt to assassinate Gerald Ford in 1975, which is why they're talking about this assassination attempt on this date. Yep. Um, Patty Hearst right. comes up, too, with the Symbionese Liberation Army. We'll get into them in a minute. Um, <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, my God. That's best, that, man. Bonkers. Back when, we had, back when we had leftist terrorists, you know? <laughs> you know... Well, it's 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 funny how he parallels the real SLA with like his group. You'll see. We'll get. Well, to it feels it. natural yeah, too because yeah. it's like it, it's subtle, but he there is were set, one. Set. There were several. Yeah, right. like he's setting There's up a lot going on. But he's also yeah. I mean, but he's also setting up kind of like this uh, with the scene about him. Like, yeah, we can make it the death hour, and it's like you already kind of have that. Well, yeah. Not, not yet, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Not yeah. this blatantly, and we're, there's a whole other thing that I have to get into about that, but that'll be in the next episode. Okay. That's a lot. Anyway, so Howard finishes his drink while he's in makeup. Everyone right? drinks. 1975, yeah. baby. Well, especially a dude here having to announce his last day. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, he's got to get on stage and be like, Meh. Back then, you, you, know. drink on the job, though. you were expected to drink on the job, I think. Oh, yeah. No, everybody had a bottle on their desk. That's, yeah, that's, that's the cliche and, and probably the truth. Yes, um, so then you see him go to the anchor desk and then, you know, from the control room, everything seems normal. You know, just some news <laughs> on a news show. Oh, <laughs> uh, this part's great. Cut to Howard. And I wrote this out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like at this moment to announce that I will be retiring from this program in two weeks time because of poor ratings. Since this show is the only thing I had going for me in my life, I have decided to kill myself. I'm going to blow my brains out on this program a week from today. Aww. Then this woman just off camera, she's like, 10 seconds to commercial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody, like... everybody in the control room is like, nobody is paying attention. Nobody's They're all just paying talking. attention to They're talking no amongst themselves, except for this one woman. This and one dude woman in the other room. Yeah. yeah. And there's a guy in the other room. They're like, hey, did you hear that? And so he's like, tune in next Tuesday. That should give the public relations people a week to promote the show. We ought to get a hell of a rating out of that. 50 share easy, just to echo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you, and we find that that sort of echoing uh, it happens quite a bit, and it actually so does much. affect the story. Yeah, I get chills. Yeah, it's little ways that it adds velocity. Yeah, somehow, like it's yeah. there's man, we could literally do like a Dan Carlin hardcore network, fucking seventy hours on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's, it's literally Honestly. taking everything I can do to not because you know it's just, look, there's 
here's the thing there's a ton of just amazing analyses on the internet oh, just yeah? read those like yeah. just read those this is just us fucking around our take and how like why this movie you know reminds us of like that yeah this fits you know like i don't it's bonkers it's bonkers yeah. to- it's not even it's not even really even it's not science fiction it's it's almost barely like it's barely punk. speculative fiction really um, yeah, yeah, it, is, it was probably yeah. It, yeah. It's closer to now punk than anything. I mean, honestly, um, yeah. like thinking about, I was thinking about it, and it it is almost kind of speculative, especially if you think it in the context of the time, right? And like, yeah. if they were, if yeah. they, if they were like, you know, doing video calls with like, you know, high tech vid calls at the time, we could even call it like almost Phil Dickian in like oh, yeah. what it's yeah. trying to do. Yeah, so it, like, it, 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 it's like it's sci fi without having any sci fi tropes. Like yeah. it's it be, it's I beyond mean, technology. It's, it's it's what it is is it's just a what if story. Yeah, it's sure. like, a very high concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, yeah. In the best way. Yeah, yes. the, the technology is all it, they're immersed in it because they're in a newsroom. And sure. It's the highest tech shit of the time. You know, yeah. like the best yeah. camera. Well, not really. They're the fourth rate network, but like it's still like they still have the teletape and they still have like you know a department. And they have like reporters and they have you know, they have all the stuff and they're all able to call each other and stuff and that, I, can't, it's all I can't i can't wait till we get to start to talking about like the corporate end of this i can't wait <laughs> oh god i got, oh, no, I got me some thoughts <laughs> oh fuck yeah well i i love the fuck the, the fact the fuck the fact that two of the people in the control room the, the the woman that's in the main control room and then like the guy that's like in the other end who who, who controls the feed yeah it's just like what the hell's going on like they freak the fuck out <laughs> They're like, did you see that? It's like, no, yeah. what? He's like, he just said he's going to kill himself. I was like, what? And now they've gone to commercial. So, and it's yeah. like, it, you know, it, it's ticking down like a bomb. This is yeah. like, <laughs> literally like, control, the guy in control says to the dude in the studio, he's like, what the fuck is going on, Howard? And the guy whispers, they want to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and that moment is just, it's perfect because it's so the great. way he delivers it is just, it's so desperate. He's like, yo, what the fuck is going on, Howard? Right, and then and then he's like, I Howard's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> so there's like there's like ten seconds to go, and these like studio dudes are like real close to Howard. They're like leaning in real close, and he's like, yeah. I think we better get him off. And the control rooms, are, you know, they agree. They're like, get him off. These two dudes, they're trying to remove Howard from this desk, and the scene just goes out live. Like, and Howard <laughs> Howard manages to land a punch on the dude. Knock him out! Yeah. Like literally, turns and fucking decks this guy right before they put the technical difficulties. Part. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we see is Howard, both hands clinging to this fucking desk. And he's like, six dudes are now trying to peel him away, and there's like technical difficulties. Be back in a moment, you know? Like, <laughs> Incredible. Oh, so like Frank Hackett arrives. Oh boy, yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yes. Um, oh god. There's never a moment in this movie where he's like redeemable. Like yeah, it's no, fucking dude. incredible. Yeah. I hate him. Like it's he, incredible. This yep. guy's a fucking shark. He is a lizard in human skin. <clears throat> oh man, and it's it's bedlam. Like there's people just surrounding the entrance to this building. They're waiting for a statement. I love this too because his fucking character walks in, like rushes in. He's wearing like a tuxedo for some fucking reason. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's always well, wearing a tuxedo. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know the office phones ringing off the hook, and this one guy says to him, "He's like so far over nine hundred fucking phone calls complaining about the foul language." <laughs> <laughs> I love this script so much. There isn't a wasted moment. Like it's just oh, accurate too. Oh, yep. so yep. like naturally, all the other networks have made this their top story. They're in yep. Frank's office, right? Max is there. Everybody's in there, right? Mm-hmm. They're discussing the PR. 
And like, they're like, well, we'll just say Howard's been under great personal stress. They're like, yeah, well, there's a lot of ways to show that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the way Howard shows, you know, like if Frank mentions that there's like a stockholders meeting about the company's restructuring and he doesn't quote, want this grotesque inter- incident to interfere with that. So like, well, now this is an important moment because that shows you his uh, mindset. Like yeah. he sees this as an embarrassment yeah. for an already embarrassing company that's already losing money to him. You know what thing. I mean? Here's the thing though. And it's interesting. And he, oh, go ahead. He doesn't, well, he doesn't, he is still seeing it like, well, like the, it's the Nielsen's. It's not a matter of like good. It's a matter of quality. Right. But he hasn't quite figured out that next part that we're going to get to, you know, yeah. where he still sees this as like, fuck, I got to cover for this. And they, you know, they're still talking about PR. Max yeah. repeats the whole great personal strengths line. Frank snaps mentioning that the news division is operating under a three, $33 million dollar annual deficit. And then Max tells him, he's like, he needs to back off the news division. He's like, you know, they're responsible for corporate, not him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like network yeah. network goes above him for all these calls. And then Frank is like, well, we'll see about that. You know, because that's the thing. His Hackett's character, he is a corporate man for the company, the bigger ominous company that owns the CCA. CCA. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who owns their company. Now, back in the day, back when capitalism actually was capitalism in America, not like I'm saying it's good, but back then, Oh, it's just like it is now. It's the same thing. It's just yeah. that it had we had less channels to cover it. Basically, you know? yeah, because like, back then a corporation was basically just we, what we do on a much larger scale. But you were answerable. You could actually have a division of something and like be left alone because as long oh, as a yeah. company is making money, who gives a fuck, right? But the thing right. is, yeah, it's a newsroom, and they even say like news departments are expected to have a deficit, but like you're just not making enough money for our overlords, basically, is what he's saying. Well, and, no, his whole thing wasn't even that so much. It was more like he thinks that every division should be making money. Yeah, yeah. which is absurd. Yeah. Right. You know, not but, even the record labels did that. They would very, sign a fucking hundred yeah. artists just for that one that went very high, Amazon. You know? mm-hmm. No, like, 100%. It, it, it's an absurd thing to say. And, it, and you know, I sympathize with the other guy because he's saying, like, yeah, I only answer to corporate. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't answer to you. Like, if the st- right. again, if the stockholders who were, like, you know, for everybody but else to, is, to put this in terms, as long as our Patreons are happy, right? Who gives a fuck? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, that, well, and that's the other thing about this too is that like he knows something that they don't know yet. You know, it's, yeah. it's a very yeah, like Hitchcockian yeah. moment where he's just like, "Yeah, we'll see about yeah. that motherfucker." You know, and, you know, and then they get now they, then they panic about like, "Well, how are we going to get Howard out of here?" You know, like you know, and and, and Max, he's just staring Max off. Just, the, Howard's just out. Yeah, he's just staring off into space. They're saying all this shit around him, and he's just got this like his mouth's open and all this other shit. Would you believe he's an Australian English uh, actor? No <laughs> shit, really. He he wanted this gig so badly. Like Lumet didn't know if he wanted to hire him, so he went. And he just like left a message where he like read the like, New York Times in a New York accent, and Lumet was like, "All right." And it fucking nice. Finch said he's like, "I'll pay for my ticket to fly there." Nice. Like, that's, that's how much I want. So like, well, he I'm killed glad. It. Yeah, I'm glad he uh, got to do that. Yeah, really. You know, like, I, could, I, could, I cannot picture anybody else. Yeah. That. His face yeah. in this film, like his his expressiveness. Is oh just, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. so much more his ability. Oh god, the lines they give him to say too. Like Jesus, yeah. you feel his madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, so he stays in Texas. I, I was going to say I I could kind of sense that he was British. British actors like they're better than American actors at faking accents, but mm-hmm. you know sometimes yeah. you can sometimes you can tell 
Uh, when he's uh, really emoting, he'll yeah. let it kind of slip a little bit, but a it's not bit, enough yeah. to know if it's that or like college. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there that that there's still that like transatlantic sort of accent going on in the news yeah. to a certain degree. It's modulated and whatnot. And we're also here's the other thing too, like the thing that they're up against is like we're going to the end of the Vietnam War. Yeah. You know, the the war ended like months like back in April that year. So like mm-hmm. they've seen what media was like you know what i mean like how it changed then how there was more propaganda then oh know? yeah like well and especially going back to since like korea even even and especially like world war ii yeah. i mean my god there was fucking music written back then and it, this is terrible uh <laughs> there was a four seventy eight. 78 I, I remember and i don't have these records anymore because they're all brittle fucking dust pat, they're just fucked up like it i don't yeah. know but uh and they break their oh, it's, just, it's terrible but this one this fucking song on it was literally like I'd like to slap a dirty little chap. Oh god, yeah. That was just sold in record stores. Yeah, you know, that was no a big... thing. And yeah. there's tons of them. It's like we act like we're surprised as if like we don't remember what happened to country music after 9/11. But like yeah. yeah. It's still that shit, you know what I mean? And anyway, so the next day, right? Max goes to a screening for some new content, right? He's got to look for some new shows, whatever. This guy, Bill Heron, is there. He's a dude with a beard. He's, he's like, got the sleeves rolled up on the fucking, like, player's jacket. California mm-hmm. man. <laughs> right, yep. right. So, lights dim. And, and Max is introduced to Diana, you know, Faye Dunaway, in this in this scene by Bill. He's like, yeah, she's going to be sitting in on this. And he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Because he's like, just what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's expecting a call. So, the lights dim. <clears throat> and Max gets a call, presumably about Howard. Uh, the footage is of Lorene Hobbs from the U.S. Communist Party, who I believe Chayefsky said he modeled after Angela Davis. Hmm. Um, yeah, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, like she's talking about my favorite yeah. things about this movie. Yeah, talking about lizards. <laughs> my God, she's she is so fucking good. Oh man, um, terrifying anyway, human being. <laughs> I love. We'll get to it. Uh, but I love the bit where they're arguing about the contract and like residuals and shit. Oh God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's gonna be its own segment. That's, That's a, like a ten-minute conversation right there. Yeah, man. but um. Anyway, so Max uh, calls somebody, and he's mentioning that like Howard left his place twenty minutes ago, and that nobody knows where he is. Oh God! So this 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 is so fun. So then he wants a call, like if when he gets in, right? The next clip is footage of a bank robbery being filmed by the bank robbers. Now Diana's last name is Christensen. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. The Ecumenical Liberation Army which is different from the Symbionese Liberation Army that also exists in this movie's reality. Yep. Um, like, to the SLA, Symbionese was a riff on symbiosis and trending toward harmony, which, uh, you know, they did by robbing banks and fucking shooting shit up and yep. kidnapping a Hearst heiress, Patty Hearst. So, yeah. Isn't um, that where, uh, that's where, like, Stockholm Syndrome, like, that's what they coined Stockholm Syndrome off of, right? Or I don't I... think so. Okay. No, they definitely. I think well, that that thing happened in Stockholm. I think. Yeah. Like, even so, they've still yeah. kind of disproven it. And... Yeah, but they definitely it's like. like it depends. Like, I don't know. Like, if a righteous rebel took me hostage, I'd be like, I don't know. It sounds like you guys are all right. Yeah, you that's know? really. You know, like it's it's not the matter of like, oh, you suddenly sympathize with your captor. It's like no cops suck like not not even that maybe maybe you know you live in like uh some some place where like that's like you have an actual fucking like foot stomping tyrannical government and like you're just a down and farmer or whatever and like they come for you and you're just like 
I mean, I've been waiting actually. You know, like yeah, it's like your captain. It's not a matter of like you won me over. It's just a matter of like yeah, fuck these guys. What are we doing? You know, like (laughs) anyway. So ecumenical, though uh, the word, like it tends to refer to unity as well, but like across the world's Christian churches, it's like a a thing that like we don't see play out with the ELA and probably used jokingly about how meaningless these names are given the context of like these groups' actions and shit. Yeah, but like you know, ecumenical Christendom. Christensen, you know, maybe I'm just yeah. being an asshole, but there's like Diana really ha- takes a liking to these guys, mm-hmm. and they do have a message, and that that's where um, um, Lorena like fits in later. Anyway, uh, br- briefly, the SLA kidnapped Patty Hearst and Harris, killed some people, robbed banks, etc. Not going to get into it here. There's probably a deep dive somewhere on the internet, but it's enough to know that like ELA is 100 modeled after them. You know? Yes. Now the ELA, they also kidnapped an heiress too, named Marianne Gifford. Who really does sound like a real person? Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was like, do I do I recognize that name? <laughs> you know, Kat, that was the thing. It's the three names. You know, Kathy yeah. Lee Gifford, but you yeah, know, Marianne Gifford. It's that crossover. You know, it's yeah. the way when I was a kid and stupider, um, I, I used to confuse Billy Joel and Elton John, <laughs> and it was just numbers, number of letters in the names, which I sh- that should have been a, a fucking signal right there. Anyway, um, anyway, Kathy. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Marianne Gifford. <laughs> Who is played in the movie by Walter Cronkite's daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it so much. Anyway, um, so like, uh, oh, I, there's this there's this great line about it. Um, there's a lot of liberation armies in the revolutionary underground and a lot of kidnapped heiresses. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, they're just around. It's like yeah, they, they really uh... take you seriously. As if you... <laughs> yeah. What? I love it. Well, oh, yeah. Is, there's a whole line where they're like, where they're specifically like distinguishing the ecumenic, well, whatever the right. fucking, yeah, the the ELA and the SLF or whatever. ELA uh, SLA, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. if they distinguish them by the heiress, they kidnap. Yes, yeah. that's it. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Diane. And it's it's just funny because it's like, no, this is this is clearly we are not uh, actually talking about Patty Hearst. And right. the Symbian Liberation Army. Right, right. Yeah, we're totally not talking about that. Yeah, no, yeah. Not at all. That's, that's not what we're talking about in this. Yeah, movie. DC, they're we're in talking the movie. about Mary Ann Gifford. That's right. <laughs> see, no, see, the, S- the SLA's in this movie. They're over there. They're doing their thing. We're, these guys are. <laughs> so, like, led by. Anyway, they, they, they find out that like the, the footage came from Lorraine Hobbs, right? Like I said, Diane's just like losing her shit. She's like, this stuff's great, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, now Howard gets through to Max and asks for another chance. Like Howard's in his office. He just appeared, you know, yeah. and he looks all sheepish and shit. And Max is like, nah, come on, man. Like you fucked up. Like, come on. Yeah. But Howard says it wasn't, you know, it won't be the whole show. He'll just come on. He'll make a brief statement and, and turn the show over to uh, Snowden, who's going to be his replacement. And uh, that, that's like the first moment where you're like, yeah, it's not a prophecy. It's just the name in the movie. It's but still it fucking like, it's a little different yes. now, don't it? Yeah. Fucked me up. Because it kind of, you know, for a hot second, he did replace the media. Look, if this, you know this, I mean? <laughs> if this was any other movie. This is Nostradamus shit. You yeah, know exactly. What, I mean? <laughs> what was that? What was that Shining documentary? Uh, the Room 237 or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, this is this is that. This yeah. is what's happening now. Yeah, no, if it was literally Network. like if it was literally mentioned in any other movie, I wouldn't be like, yeah, whatever. But no, this is it's too no. much. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. So, 
so yeah, so so like Howard's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go out like a clown. Right? Yeah, he, like, he, he promises yeah. he's gonna be pop property, and Max is like, fine, but like, no, no booze, like you can't drink tonight. So Diane brings Bill into her office, right, uh, in programming, which is her department, gathering like her team along the way, oh, and uh, Diane is a fucking machine. She, like, it's yeah, it's. It establishing like her like first real lines in this fucking movie are it's yeah god you get increasingly uncomfortable over these few minutes yep mm-hmm. and she's it's the boss like also yeah, she but, doesn't believe in anything <laughs> except the network no, like no, except no. her job like she's yeah she's talking well, she's talking excitedly about this footage and she's like addressing a bunch of like while she's addressing like her secretary comes in or her assistant comes in puts a bunch of like those uh while you were out note cards down she delivers these lines while checking them, looking at them, checking them, putting them in a pile, blah, 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 hands them back, and doesn't fucking stop. Yeah. Like, it. I can't... This woman is the epitome of overstimulated. I can't shit and play a game on my phone at the same time. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, it has to be passive, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't put my attention towards something if I'm trying to do something else. No, you just this... met this character, and suddenly you know everything about her. Like yeah, she, we get more into it later, but like suddenly yeah. you're like, oh, she lives for this shit. She is always talking like she is on speed. Always. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just good. And God. she just like, really yeah. wants to put crimes on the television. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's man, wow. Like it's just so much. It's a lot. It's it's credible. She, ugh, I don't want to say any more like that, but I mean, it is. It's just fucking. So Diane thinks that she can get a series out of this. Like, this is what she's trying to get to. <laughs> she she wants thinks to... it'd be great if they just went around fucking filming terrorisms. You know? <laughs> yep. She's literally pitching this as a fucking idea. I love it. I love it. Like, her character would not have been, like, her character could only be a woman, for one. Because she's well, I, ter- yeah. she's I, terrifying. I, it, it makes it, it gives it, there's, yeah, we're gonna get into it because it's complicated. Like, uh she she explains what she is at dinner later. Yeah. Yeah. She's literally like, this is what I am. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, God. Um, I know, and, and Faye Dunaway is just she, she, she deserved the it. Oscar. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, come on. Um, anyway, so her, her team isn't really taking it seriously. Um, Conchata. Uh, well, she's like, actress. I want counterculture on the screen. Oh, no, I we'll want... get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. She's like, she's like, why not call it the Mao Tongue Hour, right? <laughs> God. But then Diane's like, why not? <laughs> and then she makes her point. She's like, they've got Strike Force, Task Force, SWAT. Why not Che Guevara in his own little mod squad? God. <laughs> and, and you never get the sense. She doesn't believe in any of it. That's the thing. No, like, she doesn't believe no, she in just, anything. She knows what this is. And we're going to get into that. We're gonna get into that, and, and why like this really resonates a lot with like today's you know society, culture, media yeah. cheapening of things. Yeah. Yes. So she asked the, if the team is ready to write up about the concept, right? Because she she sent them all notes and stuff, and they didn't. So she summarizes. She goes, "The American people are turning sullen. They've clobbered. Yeah, they've been clobbered on all sides by Vietnam, Watergate, the inflation, the depression. They've turned off, shot up, fucked themselves limp, and nothing helps." God. So her, it's just. Oh, that line! It, it's such a brilliant piece of fucking exposition because, like, okay, here's your context. Yeah, you like, <laughs> you don't that. need to build. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's also very specific to that year. Yo, you know? Yeah, like, no, yo, definitely. yeah, definitely. And um, so this becomes kind of a period piece, like out of the gate. So yeah, you know, this is definitely a snapshot of like the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot. 
Well, you know, the Illuminatus trilogy was also published the same year. Like, a lot oh, of fucked really? up media really? happened oh, in 75, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, so our analysis concludes that uh, the American people want somebody to articulate their rage for them. She wants angry shows and, like you said, counterculture, anti-establishment. You know, like as a commodity, a unit, a program, yeah. you know, content. Mm-hmm. Something to sell. Yep. So then she goes over and closes the door and she's like, look, I don't want to be like, you know, butch boss or anything, but like... You motherfuckers don't start reading my notes. I'll sack all of you. Like you're done. Dude, I'll, I'll fire fucking, the fucking team. I'll fucking fire the lot of you. Is what she said. <laughs> I'll fucking sack the lot of you. It's yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like a scalpel. Like yeah. oh, it's oh. Anyway, so now we're at the shareholders meeting. Yeah. And this, I love this. this is this is like one of the first like you know breaks in the armor. Like the first like. You can see light. I imagine like, this is what uh, something else is going on. I imagine yeah. this is like what it would look like if we, if like, if we got all our patrons, patrons in a room. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's that's basically what shareholders are, except they don't own a chunk of us. And and yeah. oh god, I'll get to the point. I'll get to the corporate shit right. later. But like, yeah, I'm, so, I'm excited. So so Frank's at the lecture, and his first second line is, uh, "The business of management is management." God damn, I fucking hate him so much. Yeah. I just, I, right? Mm, that's the line where I'm like, "Fuck you, man!" Like we've all. I have a, I have a sense re- uh, memory of my sphincter clenching every time he says that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it goes like back twenty years. It's, it's like you. It's are. like fucking. It's about to sell you Amway. He's you know, like, it's, yeah, like he's saying this in a it's, huge room, right? Like a big, big, yeah, big um, big with, yeah, yeah, tons of people who are all shareholders, so they all own probably. Uh, majority shares in the company. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's he and he's basically breaking down how shitty their fucking network was before CCA took over. Yeah, like you know, and, and, he, yeah, and now yeah, CCA yeah. is like a Sinclair or a Clear Channel. They I think yeah. they say what it stands for, and I can't remember. Um, yeah, and I did. It's an American. It's it's like an all encompassing America net thing. It's kind of like what just de- yeah. it's what destroyed radio and television today, which we'll get to. I'm sure Sinclair yeah. and Clear Channel. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, it's yeah it. It was the Telecommunications Act of '97 yeah. and a serious beef that I have with fucking Bill Clinton. So like, it's just <laughs> I think about it too. Where I'm like, fucked us a lot. I think about um, it too. Like, yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, if you're a shareholder for like this kind of company that just got acquired by like one of those, and I guess this is early enough where you're like we don't know yet where that would lead <laughs> later mm-hmm. down the line. I wonder if you're a shareholder in 1975 for something that's just been eaten by like this corporate octopus. Would you care? <laughs> oh, I think you'd be happy. Yeah. Right. You know. I, I think. I, I mean, it, your money's on, like, what you were doing in, before, right? you come in, you come in low, yeah. and then this guy yep. comes in, and he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow us up, son," you know. And it's, yeah. and then he's got that sort of like just this, you know, "fuck you, I'll make it happen" kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the most annoying. Yeah. I think uh, I, I do believe the uh, the. Uh, um, uh, oh my god, <laughs> neural cartographer said something about toxic like positivity and yes, like yeah. this is this is that but like weaponized to cruise missile oh, fucking God, yeah. power He's like, like aggra- it's, it, it, it's it's almost violent it's, it's violence right. yeah <laughs> yeah know? like yeah this guy is oh, man this guy this is the kind of guy that would like he's an archetype yeah <laughs> like, yes yeah this guy would Jesus. walk into like this guy would uh like fucking i don't know Buy a ten thousand dollar couch just so he could shit on it or something. Yeah, That's yeah. A very specific because, number. Because you, yeah. I mean, has that happened? Anyway, um, <laughs> so you know, he's telling them all. He's like, you know, the news division is losing like a third of its budget. 
um, even while he's like acknowledging that like they are supposed to kind of, you know, operate at a loss anyway. But like to Max's horror, like I think he's sitting next to Nelson. Uh, Frank is like just telling him he's like, we're so we're going to shuttle the news division over to network, not you know corporate anymore. And that's that's the bomb dropping. Right. So like mm-hmm. Max is pissed and he takes it up with Ruddy. And Ruddy blows him off, and he tells him, he's like, hey, yeah, no, we'll we'll talk it out at the, the regular morning. Don't, meeting. like, it's so, like, we'll get into it, le- or, like, the scene after this, but I'm like, why didn't you just fucking tell him, dude? Right. Like, yeah. you could have... And it's because that's not, it, it wasn't his call. He's probably told by fucking, you know... Yeah, like by the network. Well, wait, yeah. So who who is Ruddy, exactly? Ruddy is, I believe, Nelson's the president of the network, and, like, Ruddy is kind of, I think, like, the president of the network. Like, he... Ruddy does news, or I'm sorry, yeah. Ruddy does the network, uh, Nelson does the news division. Yeah. Yes. And Max, like, oh, uh, I don't know, he's like sits somewhere in between them two. And yeah. I didn't ever, and now that I'm thinking about it, like, I never really quite understood, like, I knew that Max answered to Ruddy, Ruddy answered to Nelson. Basically, yeah. And they all came up together and of, yeah. into this company. And uh, they're all almost utterly indistinguishable from one another. Well, like, just, they literally yeah, are just men. white-haired old men. Yeah, yeah basically. It's like really... It, These it, two in particular are hard to keep track. Well, of. just ranks like, in a corporation. They probably do different things. Yeah. He manages the news. Max uh, manages the, the news directly. Um, the guy They're interchangeable. His buddy above yeah. him, like he handles basically everything else. And like, but he's probably like a coordinator between the departments. Basically, you know? yeah. It's just it's. I just don't understand why he just didn't fucking say something <laughs> right then. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. It, why didn't you like yeah? Because that's really shitty. Because suddenly he has suddenly he has a boss basically. Like yeah, because yeah. he's friends with Ruddy, like it, so it's I can see why like yeah you're freer to do the news, but now it's like yeah. suddenly he has to answer to this octopus of corporations. Like what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So then we well, yeah, then we come back to the studio, right? Howard's back at the anchor desk because you know Max agrees like I'd fine. You know? <laughs> well, no, because he's like, look, you you can say goodbye, you could pass off. You know, yeah, it's a sweet, it's a sweet gesture. It's what we would do. Yeah, you've seen this happen, you know, a ton of times. So, like, hours at the desk, you know, the news theme starts. Max walks into the control room to watch this. Howard starts with a greeting, the date, and the announcement that this is his last broadcast, right? So far, so good. Hey, this is gonna go great, right, guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The movie ends right after this. Smooth as silk, right? Smooth (laughs) as silk. So, you know, he, he mentions, he acknowledges what happened the previous night, okay? And then he said it was crazy to do so. And then he says, one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happened. I just ran out of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the director, he like panics. He's like, he tries to make a move to cut him off of Max Stock. He's like, look, if this is how he wants to go out, this is how he goes out. Phones fucking start. Just yep. they're lit up. Yeah. Into one of them, Max says, he's saying that life is bullshit. It is. What are you screaming about? And then he's <laughs> And then Howard proceeds to break down. I didn't write this down because you should see this. Like, definitely yeah. watch this movie. Yes. But he breaks down all the ways in which life is bullshit. And the guys at the console laugh. And yeah. now we have this second little mm, fucking crack. You know, like, uh-oh. Yep. The director yells, what's so goddamn funny? And they're like, I can't help it. It's funny. And this is the fucking, like, crux of comedy, right? Like, the most inappropriate thing at the, like, wrong time or at the right time. You know, like, and there's like ways of doing it that are cruel and not cruel and stuff like that. But like, I, I will tell you very briefly, the funniest moment of my life that I'll never forget as long as I live. Um, because it doesn't affect me now. I've, I've, I've dealt with it. Um, I was an older boy when I was a kid 
I mentioned that before, I'm sure. Yep. I used to get out of spelling class because I knew how to spell pretty okay. I always just did the tests on the weekend. But like mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday, I did the 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock mass, I think, you know, over over at the, at the church. And, uh, you know, we had to like walk across the street and it was usually with my good buddy. But then sometimes we get called in to do other shit like weddings and funerals. Mm-hmm. We got called in to do a funeral. And um, we were with, uh, you know, the, the priest. And he, he was a cool guy because he hated kids, um, which is... <laughs> You're going that far back into Catholic history. You definitely <laughs> want that. That's yeah. preferred to yep. the other. Oh, they love kids. Really? How? In what way? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but no, he, he hated us. And um, we we were sitting there and you know, you go through this whole Catholic mass. They're usually about an hour long. Funerals usually hit it at the hour. Regular mass is usually like 45, 50 minutes. You know, if the, the guy knows how to scoot. And um, it's, it's after the, everybody takes communion and we sit down. And it's right before. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, we're at a funeral at a church with amazing acoustics. <laughs> and this organ will fill every corner of your hearing. Oh, yeah. That'll fuck yes. you up if you get too close yeah. to him. But right before she starts playing, Father McCabe rips a fart. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on marble. There's no cushion. Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. understand. You don't understand. Every vein in my fuck. I was purple. Like I didn't, I didn't crack, but it almost killed me. And I, there will never in the world be a thing funnier than that because like, I, I've never had a reaction that powerful. You know what I mean? And this, and this is kind of in that vein of just like, is this supposed to be fucking happening? You know, like, <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's like when you watch a wheel fall off a truck, you know, or something yeah. like that, where you're just like, hey, you know, like it's well, it's like that's it's what, just like the Eric Andre show, right? Like it's when reality yeah. oh, gets yeah. it get, becomes heinous and weird that like, yeah, it's fucking funny because it's like that's not how this is supposed to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, now, and now, you know, the guys are left. The phones keep fucking ringing. Uh, somebody tells uh, Max that like Frank Hackett's on the line and Max is like, Frank Hackett, go fuck himself. There's some real like. <laughs> take my news division away well i'll show you energy you know like yeah basically because that's a thing it, it, not that bratty it's not that bratty it's more like yeah. uh oh you fucking you want to fucking go you know like it's one of those kind of like yeah, eye yeah. To eye. Well, that's the thing up. if they weren't getting like fucking t- if his department wasn't getting regulated to have more oversight honestly this right. probably wouldn't have even been a big deal yeah. like you know right. like i don't yeah. i think what people would have just forgotten about it honestly but because this fucking corporation's like you can't do that. It's like fuck mm-hmm. you. Like yeah. if it, like if he didn't have oversight, like he had, if he managed to manage his own department like the way he did before, no one yeah. would have gave a shit. America certainly yeah, did. Yeah. Wouldn't have. Like yeah. no. So so yeah. So you know. Then we go to Ruddy's office. Yeah. Max is there. He's like, yeah, I take responsibility and shit. And Rudy says this was a colossally stupid prank. Um, and, and Max wants to know why like this shit was kept secret from him. Yeah. You know, and Ruddy tries to like blow it off. He's saying it was like it'll all be worked out in the meeting, but you had to be a dick about it, you know. And you know, Ruddy just basically asked for Max's resignation by 10 a.m. This won't be the first time this happened or the last time this happens either. Yeah, yeah. Now it gets fired a so, few times in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So Max turns to leave and like Ruddy says he'll talk to Beale now, but Nelson on the phone says they don't know where he is. <laughs> I like how so, like he looked I like him God, he sees it as like a prank. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, this is revenge. Yeah, well, that too. But like, he doesn't even look at it as like this poor 
old man. No, no one does. Just no one does. And there's a couple of like really, really fucking interesting things like throughout like this that are very interesting. Uh, One one of which is I don't want to give it away yet because it's 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 more of an end of the movie kind of thing where I didn't notice it. It's it's like I I never noticed it before either. It's incredible. We will bring that part. Yeah. Oh no, I know what it is because it's mind blowing. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so so where they don't know where he is. Where he is is giving a statement in front of a bunch of reporters explaining why and how he ran out of bullshit. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Diana is like watching while like a man attempts foreplay and she's like watching this news coverage and shit like that. And she's kissing. like completely <laughs> uninterested. Yeah, she's like, he's like kissing yeah. her jaw. And he's like, knock, like, she says, knock it off, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. Uh Next morning, uh, she's like in the you know she's in the lobby and she just grabs a bunch of newspapers from a stand in the lobby without paying for them. She might have something worked out with the guy, but she's like, she didn't even I noticed that too. I, I, even said yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's probably like, oh, she works here. You know, that's probably she's what probably it is. Like, I think they probably get like free papers if they like you know work there. Uh, right, yeah, so I'm then, sure. They're in her office, and, and, and Barbara comes in and, and sits down. And she breaks down like four all but identically formatted shows. Incredible! Because we've, the word we've all seen crusty but benign. <laughs> I want I want to be described as crusty but benign. <laughs> I'm going to change that uh, in all of my profiles. Um, crusty but benign. Yeah, no, that we've seen all the shows she describes too. 100. Yeah. percent La- Lawyer show, yep, lady yep, cops, yep. right? Diana's like, we got tons of lady cop shows. What the fuck? Yeah. And then she's like interrupted. Barbara's interrupted. And Diana talks about not top news stories. She just starts folding over papers and sticking down in front of her. And she's just like, ah, oh, this one's about, you know, there's a new, well, not, not yet. She's like, well, this, this story in here, she's a couple pages deep. She's like, this one's about like the oil crisis, which is about to happen. Like the fuel crisis happens like two years later. Um, there's like CIA shenanigans. You got a civil war in Angola, another one in Beirut, New York City going bankrupt, Patty Hearst. But on every front page, it's Howard Beale. Yep. And so she has an idea. She wants to talk to Hackett. So they cut to Hackett. And Hackett's seated. And he's complaining about how an affiliate in Kansas City refuses to carry the show anymore unless Beale's off the air. And Diana mentions that the ratings from the bullshit rant, she's like, I think we've looked into something. Frank balks and Diana doubles down. Zero symptoms. She's like, Zero, like no, just- she doesn't. That's your guess. Frank's seeing this as a disaster, a thing to be remedied, to pacify shareholders and affiliates and shit. Diana sees the fucking potential and it's not about the way things are done. It's about what she thinks needs to be done. Yep. This is a perfect tipping point for media, like right in this moment yep. in the, on this script, in this moment, like news in this context was largely kind of seen as a service. One that for better or worse, got the country on the same page. Okay. Like yep. in terms of here's the weather. Well, this is why you know I, I mean, yeah. always operated. At also deficit. propaganda. That well, too, also that propaganda. Too. Right. Yeah, yeah, because there's usually some sort of like endowment some company was going to, you know, even sure. NPR is like backed by like fucking, I don't know, all kinds of big agro companies and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, it was a trusted institution for the most part that definitely took some hits during, like I said, Vietnam, yeah, uh, World War II and stuff like that. But there was still this like journalistic context that existed. A pretense you know I mean? of journalism. Tr- like the, the yeah, idea that like you're not being there was just a f- blandly lied to. I mean there kind of was yeah. with the propaganda, but the point is is like sure. it was more trusted back then is the sense that you were journalists were expected to do journalism. Well yeah, yeah. and it was it was a lot of times a lot more bluntly clear which was which. Because yeah. like you had like Frank Capra's Why We Fight newsreels and stuff like it's that. It's almost yeah. preferable to what we have now because at least there's a lot yeah. of yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, wait, uh, newsreel's on? Oh, cool. I got time to go take a piss and get some milk duds. You know, like, <laughs> but this is, yeah. 
you know, there, there was this like clear line though between like hard news and tabloid stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Diana, Diana's the one that's representing like the entirely new paradigm here. You know, she's the one that values like, you know, interactivity, engagement over truth. Ratings. Yep. Because, yeah. you know, people Sensationalism. are. If people are angry at you, that means they're paying attention. Yep. Yeah. You know, and if they have eyes on you, then you can put these ads in between these fucking commercial breaks and then those it products will run a profit. Yep. yep. Go, going back to the Bernays, you know, this is the evolution of all of that. And, yeah. I mean, and this projects you know fucking 40 years into the future even 20 years into the future like in crazy ways yeah. so there, you know there's hackett's got this fucking mandate man he wants the news division to be profitable but like all he can think of is like damage control in this moment right and you know diane is already thinking about how to utilize engagement instead of like trust or respect yeah true capitalist you know, th- fashion is, you understand like this is there are, isn't much on the air at this time that does this you know what I mean? Like yeah. there isn't the springer doesn't happen yet. He might, I think he might just be like mayor of Cincinnati at this point or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was wondering about they, that. They like, exist, but it's on local. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like some public access, you know? Yeah, kind of video drum shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. it's like these two fucking iguanas, like they're, they're in one room, oh. right? Like because it's because right, they, they don't, and they both want the same thing, but one wants to go about it this way, and the other one's like, no, let's just eat the eggs. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Let's go right the fuck in there and eat the eggs. Like, she does not care. They don't care about this man. They just care about, like, the the money. And, I mean, yeah. yeah. What's interesting, too, is this is a bit of foreshadowing in her, like, arousal in the way she talks about this idea. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. Anyway, so, like, the, well, Diana's doubling down. She's like, she right now, she's like, no, we're putting Beal on the air tonight. I think we should do it. Like, we gotta, we, we, we. She, you know, she's pitching it like it's fucking foreplay. I mean, she's like Howard said last night, what every American feels. And he's tired of all the bullshit. He's articulating the popular rage. There's that quote again. You know, like popular line. rage. Yep. So she, and then she's like, I want that show, Frank. I could turn that show into the biggest smash on TV. Wait, hey, listen. You hear that? Ace is dreaming. Oh. <laughs> he's making little baby woofs. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> So anyway, Frank's like, what the fuck? It's a news show. You know, it's not in your department. Diana doesn't care. She doesn't see it as like a news department. She sees it as a show. It's a slot. I need to like fill this space on the air. Yeah. And now, and that, they're gonna, and now that the uh, their overlord corporation is become is wiggling its way more into corporation in into the company. She's right. There yeah. isn't any and, like, oh, differentiation. Oh, I love the way she... the way she sells it she's like i see howard beale as a latter-day prophet a magnificent messianic figure inveighing against the hypocrisies of our times ah fucking injected into her veins and she doesn't (laughs) give a shit about it and she's getting more aroused yeah like sexually yeah like Like, this is marketing for her but like holy shit she's into it she's really into her job (laughs) you know like well, so Frank, you know, Frank, got all. Well, uh, okay, we'll, we'll get into it. Never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like Frank, Frank picks up the phone and delays a meeting for like five minutes. He's like, he's like, I'll think about it. But like Diana just doesn't know. Like, no, I'm not. I don't like your answer. You know, she's like, let's not go to committee on this. She wants to strike a deal while the iron is hot, while Beal is still in the news. And Frank's like, <laughs> we're talking about putting a manifestly irresponsible man on national television. <laughs> and Diana, Diana just like head down like nods at him like like yeah like an excited kid you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah, give me give me the lollipop you know like and because that's exactly what she fucking wants i mean she wants to manifestly irresponsible human being to be like wow let's do this shit right yeah so we got hackett ruddy and nelson right nelson's not a fan of this whole beal shit you know he can calls we, it can pornographic. We, can we talk about can we talk about the higher echelons of this company just eating mm-hmm. salad with heineken mm-hmm. beer with like caterers wait, wait, behind what them? kind of salad what kind of salad caesar yup yeah, and is is uh, uh, is Hackett is Hackett in a, a a tux again in this scene? I don't know if he's in a tux. No, he's yeah, wearing, he might be. He's wearing a suit. He, no, no, I, he's wearing a suit. He's actually wearing a suit like a normal fucking okay, human okay. being, and not just like walking the streets of New York in a fucking tuxedo for no reason. He yeah. literally has the like his posture is like a gorilla. Yes, yeah. it's very subtle though. Like, it's, but it's, it's just it's, he always has this roll forward, like he's about to fucking clock you. Yeah, like, you know what that is? Yeah. That's the um. It's like the masculine monkey dominant pose. Like, yep. the oh, totally. good actor, totally. he, he, he nailed that because yeah. that's what yeah. that is. It's subtle, but it's like, yeah, no, he's the, it's the whole like tough guy thing. He's an amazing, he's, well, he's an, an amazing villain in a group of amazing villains. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like I said, you know, Nelson's not a fan of this. You know, he thinks it's pornographic. He worries the FCC would kill him. And Frank's is like, they can't do anything except wrap our knuckles. What are they going to do? Find us? Like, once it goes out, it goes out. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it does, he's going to make more money than it's going to cost to pay the fine. So, what's he give a fucking ah, shit? Ah, the old corporate uh, loophole. Yeah. Yep. So, Nelson's worried about getting sued. But Frank thinks, well, the affiliates will kiss your ass if you can hand them a hit show. You just, here. Everybody else got it. Well, we got to get it too. You know what I mean? You might have a couple yeah. holdouts, but you're going to have a thousand more people jumping on. And then Nelson expresses a concern about popular reaction. But Frank's admits they don't know what it'll be. That's what we have to find out. You know what I mean? This is that like PR bit. Mm-hmm. you know between marketing and the public this is that we gotta all right well here's the test and this, this is kind of like how this would work you know like eh, let's let's do this the only thing is, is this is going out to like i said millions and millions and millions yeah of yep 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 so nelson worries about the new york times but frank points out that the new york times doesn't advertise with their network <laughs> okay he has a fucking answer for everything yeah. like it's incredible good answers like that's yes. the other thing yeah. where i'm like he's not wrong about any of these things I get, I get it <laughs> like the research so, that went into this conversation, I swear to God, like, yeah. oh, it's just the way everyone's talking and it all makes sense and it feels real. And it's like, because conversations like this do happen. And I'm like, God well, damn. This whole script. This whole script is a clockwork mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I mean, really there, there, I don't know how many times I've seen, I was looking for flaws to exploit for the, you know, purposes of hot takes on the podcast. And I'm still sitting there going like, you motherfucker, nope. this thing is fucking, oh, you know, like. So like anyway, Nelson sees he's getting huffy. He's like, all I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Hack, it's like we're not a respectable network. We're a whorehouse <laughs> network. <laughs> oh, buddy. His delivery of that line's so, oh, oh, cheese grater. You know, he's like, we have to take whatever we can get. Nelson doesn't like that at all. He stands up and says, Well, I don't fancy myself president of a whorehouse. Old man. And Hack, it's, old respect, 1950, like, you know, Moody's yeah, guy putting up a good look you know yeah, it's, that's like about it the respectability you know that old tiny chestnut yeah but like heck it's like he, he doesn't give a, give a he's fuck like, uh, he's also younger he's, like, he's also younger than oh, the yeah. other man like significantly yes. <laughs> oh yeah yeah so, not significant yeah maybe big players yeah, yeah maybe that's, enough. that's enough to have like a different yeah. perspective 
on it's what generation ex- what, yeah exactly what's considered respectable and fuck it yeah. you know oh yeah and the way he, tra- he just dismisses his ass he's yeah. like well that's very commendable of you Nelson now sit down your indignation has been duly recorded you can always resign tomorrow like get you know, like, <laughs> it's like god it, damn it yeah, yeah I, I can't hurt him fuck you know like yeah. and so the battle is lost right Frank <laughs> wins and Frank minimizes what is about to happen they're only adding editorial content to their network news show other anchors have theirs so we'll have ours let's see what happens tonight oh, well, then uh, Franks tells them not to worry about Max because Ruddy fired him and replaced him with Bob McDonough. Yeah. So Max is clearing out his desk, right? On the phone, you know, he's musing about what he's going to do with his retirement. And then Howard walks in with this picture of hit them and Ed Murrow and the CBS crew from, what, the 50s or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like way back. And they're, yeah. they're, like, laughing about shit. And this is such a great fucking transition. Like, this guy comes, he's like, what's so funny? Which makes them laugh even harder about, like... Oh, I can't believe you were this young kind of shit, right? Yeah. Then you cut to the office is full. People are laughing, and Max is telling the story about running to the George Washington Bridge again, and it's still killing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't believe he hasn't told any of them that either. You know what I mean? Because they're all younger. Like everybody else that's working yeah. in this office is younger. Yeah. So then Bob comes <laughs> in. <clears throat> Bob McDonough. He's a uh, what a great like Lane. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He's a great actor. He was in a bunch of shit back then. Hmm. So Bob walks in. And he cuts in at like the end of the story. He's like, no, no animosity like between him and Bob, even though he's Bob and Max because he's replacing Max, you know, and Bob's like, wait a minute. You know, if you think that's funny, get a load of this. I've just come from Hackett's office and he wants to put Howard back on the air tonight, which is just like flip your fucking desk. Like, (laughs) (laughs) apparently the ratings went up five points last night and he wants Howard to go back on and do his angry man thing. And what happens next is one of my favorite little exchanges in the entire. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Someone asked what he's talking about. You know, he's like, they want Howard to go back on and yell bullshit. And then Howard raises, like, he makes, like, holds his hands over his head like he just won a prize fight, right? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody laughs about it. And Bob's like, they want Howard to go on spontaneously letting out his anger. A Latter-day prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times. Howard goes, hey, that sounds pretty good. Max goes, who's that they? Or who's this they? Bob goes, you know, Hackett, Cheney was there, legal affairs guy. Oh, and that girl from programming. Yeah. So Max hmm. says, Christensen, what's she got to do with this? You know, and Bob says, like, you know, he's serious and he's not a fan of the idea of turning the news into a circus. He threatens to resign with Max. Like, he, he just blows off the answer. He, yeah. So he threatens to, you know, resign with Max in the whole division. And then as he says, I, I'm speaking for Howard Beale. And Howard interrupts. He goes, hey, that's my job. You're turning down. Yeah. He's like, he's, he says, he's like, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Well, yeah, he's, a, he's he'd go crazy without some work. Yeah, you know? he's, he's like, like hey, it's work. <laughs> and then he, and then he says, and what's wrong with being an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times? <laughs> what do you think, Max? And Max goes, do you want to be an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times? And Howard goes, yeah, I think I'd like to be an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies <laughs> of our times. <laughs> fucking dead every time, man. That is so fucking funny. Oh, uh, repetition as a it, technique is like when deployed. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, and it's great. It's it's very like I don't know, fucking Candyman or something like that. <laughs> it's a it's a little bit like an incantation. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. In a way, I mean, and it really uh, really shapes up that way in the following couple scenes. It I think. Goes places. Oh mm. yeah. Well, Max like. He's like, yeah, go for it, man. You know, like, and he's he means it. He means it. Like, man, the chemistry everybody has in this film is almost I've never seen it. 
Oh. Yeah, I've never ever. Uh, you, you do. You'll see it in tons of movies. Is this the greatest movie ever made? No, I'm making it sound that way because it is probably my favorite movie. <laughs> and I don't know if I have a best. I have a revolving cloud. But just because this was coming up again lately, it tickles me to watch this film every time. Yeah. It's rare. I don't watch a lot of movies more than once. It's a good film. This one I, like, it's hard. I do this like yearly. <laughs> it's it's hard to different. find anything wrong with it, honestly. Like this is the first yeah. time I've watched it. And it. Yeah, I had never even heard of it before <laughs> before we uh, started watching it. And I was like, oh, okay, I see why. Yeah, I see why. Coin that's why. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm like I'm so happy yeah, I could yeah, be yeah. the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, so, you know, what should should bring it back. You know, like it yeah. should definitely have a place in like speculative fiction because whether yeah. whether it intended to be speculative, it is. Oh, it was yeah. a snapshot of the time. Yeah. yeah. What he all fucking Chayefsky did was like, you know, run everything out to its natural end. Like he just thought about, well, what if we just went this way with this? And we went just boom, boom, boom. And he accidentally predicted the fucking future. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so so uh, now we got, we got Ruddy meeting with Max, right? He's heard that Beale's actually going to go on the air again. And, or Ruddy, rather. And, and, did I say Buddy or Ruddy? I don't know. The Claritin's kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) Ruddy says he's only sitting still for this because he thinks Hackett's fucking up. All right. He thinks that Hackett's like forcing a fight. He may have gone too far with Beal, but like CCA won't like it. And then Mr. Jansen, we're going to get to him next step, will be pissed. Figures with like enough rope, you know, Hackett will hang himself. So Ruddy wants Max to reconsider resigning. So at least have someone who isn't like Hackett's stooge on the, you know, as a division head. so turns out the stunt doesn't work right ratings hold for a couple days popular reaction is is pretty hostile uh it it seemed like like the novelty was wearing off yeah we don't really see this part like we don't no we don't see his return as it's the it's the next narration bit i think yeah um where they just explain it where he's just like very very deadpan man this movie is deadpan as fuck it really is There's no joke. You know what I mean? There, There's maybe joke structure deployed menacingly, but there's no like slapstick in this. I like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I like that. Yeah. Joke structure presented menacingly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That's his entire well, thing. Right. You know, the rule of threes. We just saw the rule of threes with the whole, you know, yep. mm-hmm. denouncing the hypocrisy four times. Like, it's yeah. all, there's so many techniques and stuff thrown into this thing. It, it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like a, like a, like a college final paper, <laughs> you know. Like, this just feels like butterscotch, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just anyway. So Diana comes into Max's office. It's after hours. Ooh. This is another very noir scene. Yeah, <clears throat> and she starts like by talking about this this Wall Street psychic who who like Sybil. does the stock market. Yeah, Sybil the soothsayer. Sybil the soothsayer yeah. who does like stock Jesus market Christ. predictions for sake right 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 and she's like you know if, if she were accurate at all she could crash the market but she still thinks like you know she asked her about the future and you know she tells diana that well she just had a vision of her sitting in an office with a craggy middle-aged man which you could also use that to describe me um <laughs> with with whom you are or will be emotionally involved and here i am right and and not only is this a romantic pitch like this it's how she describes like involving said psychic in a sort of variety show where she predicts the news and then people check in and how accurate she was like a week later kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is mm. 
her love language is through marketing. Oh yeah, yep. and, and this this is yep. you know this is the same cliffhanger we're going to be using at the end of this episode. <laughs> See you in two weeks to talk about the rest of this, you know, kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I, imagine though, like imagine like trying to like be emotionally involved, which is how she puts it. Where it's like I'm going to be emotionally involved with a craggy old man, and it's like. She just can't help herself. Well, no, the, the thing is, it's like she's she's positioning this to a doubting Max as like, a, a way to help his network news show since Howard's angry man mm-hmm. thing isn't quite working out, right? Mm-hmm. She wants a profit, not a curmudgeon. And yeah. Max doesn't think she's serious, but she is, man. She wants a fucking crack at programming his show. She doesn't, she's not claiming the show yet. She's just kind of p- peeing on the corner. Yeah. You know, marking territory here, you know, a little bit. And yeah. she wouldn't interfere with the news content, but TV is showbiz, Max. And even the news oh. has to have a little showmanship. Well, she makes a great point. She calls the show straight tabloid anyway, with stories like a few minutes on a naked lady riding a bike in Central Park, but less than a minute of hard national and international news. Hmm. Yeah. And she's like, it was all sex, scandal, brutal crime, sports, children with incurable diseases, and lost puppies. Yeah. <laughs> So she's kind of amused, you know, like immune to his high mindedness. Like she that doesn't yeah. even that's just she is that person waiting for you to stop talking. Yeah. To say the next thing on their mind, yeah. you know, with like yeah. absolutely no registration yeah, I don't know whatsoever. If that's psychopathy or sociopathy, but like it's it's there. Like she, it is fucking yeah. predatory, dude. Yes. Like she yeah. is apex predator. Yes. In this fucking she is movie. like the most yeah. lizard out of everyone. Like, she's terrifying. Yeah, no, she's she's legit terrifying. Like it, it is. This goes on. It's just like, ah, oh. oh. I might even I might even give you the a fun little fact about it like later. But like, no, go ahead. What oh, in the uh, in the next scene though? Like, uh, well, I guess we should probably get to that first. Oh no, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So she says she's gonna bring this up in the next meeting, but she'd rather work things out with Max ahead of time, right? She he quips that you know he thought she was looking for an emotional involvement in in with a cra- craggy middle aged man, and she replies, "Oh, I wouldn't rule that out entirely." Mm-hmm. Like she's still, she's got it turned on, right? So like, <laughs> Max though says that he and everyone, like he and Howard, know in this industry, they think that Howard's embarrassing himself. You know, mm-hmm. so they're gonna go back to the old format tomorrow. And then Diane, like, kind of, she gets up to leave, and she says, like, you know, he, earlier he, she better bring up all this stuff at the meeting tomorrow because if she doesn't, he will. You know, like he's not afraid of her. Yeah, yeah. But he is a dick. Like, kind of wants to get the. He's, you know intri- he's intrigued. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's intrigued. He's in trouble, and he doesn't even. Yeah, he's fucked. like. Well, yeah. So, so Diane gets up to leave, and, and at the office door, Mass asks like, why she'd wait till after hours to pitch goofy bullshit that she had to know would get her left out of the office. And so she deploys the whole like, I've admired your work and had a crush on you bit, and then like admits that she's inevitably going to take the show, so she might as well start now. Fuck. Like she's not even like, there's no tension in this. There's something worse, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it worked. You know, Max yeah. asked her to dinner. Diane immediately, without looking, reaches down, picks up a phone, dials Arthur, tells her plans are canceled, and boom, they go. <laughs> she just hangs up. Like, there's no, she just hangs like, up. there's nothing between that. Can't she make it tonight. Can't yeah. make it tonight. Click. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then so Max is like, "Do you have a favorite restaurant?" And she says, "I eat anything." Oh, <laughs> I am both and terrified Max- and aroused. Oh man. And then I'm scaroused. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is what that is. 
So, so then Max says, I think I'm getting made. And she straight up is like, you are. <laughs> like, it's no. <laughs> this yeah. is some grown up talk, man. That is, <laughs> that is very, very femme fatale of her. Damn. Oh, oh, it's, it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. This like, is this is the other thing that kind of like makes me feel like if they just added like weird technology, it would be like a Phil Dick thing. Because she's almost a yeah. Phil Dick character in the sense that she is a female character who is like a force of nature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, she's. She, I, you think Hackett's bad, but like, man. Oof. Yeah. He is a. He's a fucking sledgehammer. She is a goddamn lockpick. And he sucks. Like that's the other yeah. thing. Hackett. Like the other dude fucking sucks. She's. Yeah. She's no. where it's at. She's, like, she's the future. She leads. Well, I mean, when you talk about a main character in this movie, you can make an argument for Max. Um, you can make well, you can make an argument for uh, I'm sorry, Howard rather. Yes, but like really, it's the network. Like everybody does, kind of like orbit around that, and it's all to the service of continuing to keep this like immortal thing alive. Yeah, necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's any and, corporation, buddy. But like really. of the, the six or seven principal characters, you know, like mm-hmm. they all kind of get equal space and time, and they all interact with each other except for three of them. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to do this now. Diana never is in the room with Howard Beale. Yeah, huh. that is true. I didn't Ever. think about that. Huh. Ever. Not once. Yeah, she the closest she gets is when she's in the studio. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She never really interacts. She never with directly him. says a word with him because she doesn't, he doesn't, she doesn't need to. It's not, that's not the point. Yeah. He, he is a product as long as she is used or he is useful to her. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we put this unit in this thing. So anyway, yeah. So Max, Max and Diane go to dinner and, uh, Diane opens with this line. Like, Max is just sitting there. He's got his hands, like, kind of folded in front of him. He's, like, leaning on him, and he's got a cigarette just burning. And she goes, I was married for four years and pretended to be happy. I had six years of analysis and pretended to be sane. And she's eating through this the whole time. She's just eating. And, like, she never stops stop. moving. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no it's, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> then she says, my husband ran off with his boyfriend, and I had an affair with my analyst who told me I was the worst lady he ever had. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest seduction in cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how many men have told me what a lousy lay I am. Like she always <laughs> <that. Yeah. laughs> this, this is this is she never lied. This is the uh this is the interesting and telling part though. She says she says, I apparently have a masculine temperament. I arouse quickly, consummate prematurely, and can't wait to get my clothes back on and get out of that bedroom. Yep. I seem to be inept at everything except my work. I'm good at my work. Ugh. Yeah, and this like, is what I was going to say. She channels that sexual energy into her work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, that, and that's exactly what she said. She, I confine myself to that. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and Max is just holding a cigarette through this whole fucking dialogue. Yeah, he's be- just yeah, burning... Yeah. It's a great piece of uh, uh, what do you call that continuity? Because it it is the same cigarette. There's yeah, no, yeah. like oh shit, they just cut back and forth. And the oh. way the way that she is like cutting into her steak too, mm-hmm. like the expression that she holds while she's like perched over it, mm-hmm. and just the way that she's like cutting into it with her like I don't know dainty wrist, but she's doing it so ravenously. I, oh yeah, yeah. It's she's she's know. like chewing and talking. Like, yeah. and she like chews twice and swallows. Like she's just yeah. she, she's a carnival. She has, like, she's like, like going at it. She has like an almost Sherlock Holmesian asexuality to her, and the fact that like sex doesn't really it doesn't seem to interest her. It's the yeah, well, it sex doesn't it interest does. her as much it's as the work. Does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, she doesn't get anywhere near like the gratification out of it than she does like no. the job. It's like, oh, I mean, you you learn that the second you watch her uh, watching Howard Beale on TV, mm-hmm. and then you know her boyfriend tries to yeah uh, you know, she, get her in the stack, yeah. and then yeah, and then she's well, then, like, nope, no, thank you. And this whole scene just staples it to the ground. Yeah. Like, I mean, she, she's like, all I want out of life is a, a 30 share and a 20 rating. I'm like, and oh, okay. Yeah, that's like the most well, depressing shit, though. <laughs> when I yeah. heard that, I'm like, oh, you man. are. Oh. And I'm, I'm like, Max, run, bud. Like, Yeah, go away. Don't, get, don't do that. Get yeah, out I, of it, man. I will say, this is... This is maybe one my gripe... Well, my one gripe about this movie. I don't really understand... What exactly Max sees in, uh, in Diane? But I mean, oh, I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah, I think it's he says it like really quick. Well, yeah. Anyway, she, she she's like, she asks if he's married, right? And he's yeah. like, yes, 25 years, two kids. You know, one moved out, one's going to college, and you know, she's like smiling and sipping wine, and then she says like, so Max, here we are. Middle-aged man reaffirming his middle-aged manhood in a terrified young woman with a father complex. <laughs> What's that? I mean, that's what it is. God, if, yeah. I, that's the other thing about Diana is that she doesn't fucking lie. No, never. Not yeah. once. Like, it's no. terrifying. Yeah. That's yeah. what's terrifying about her. She's not like she's not wrong in the context she's thinking. I'm not saying she's a fucking hero by no. any stretch of the imagination, but she has one of the most consistent logics, like strings ever. Yeah. To the end. Like it's yeah. so, you know, it's, it is very, yeah. it is very cold and mathematical, mm-hmm. like very precise. She wants Max's show. Max wants to just get his dick wet. I guess. Yeah. I don't yes. you know. Like, like because yeah. it's like middle aged man losing job wants young woman, even though he married and because marriage is blah, because, you know, that's what you did back yeah. then. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. really, that's a motivation where it's kind of assumed where it's like he's. Just blah in his life. It's you know? Yeah, he's he's kind of blowing up a cliche here. He's kinda, using yeah, it, but really, the way yeah. he's doing the dialogue is what's like just imploding it. You know, yes. like it's yeah. there's nothing erotic about what's happening no. here. This mm-hmm. is two people vying for something. One, you know, is is position, and then the other one is just like to feel anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like and it's. Uh, it's so sad like everything yeah. about it and, and then he's still like a little bit about business himself where he's just like hey you hack it's a backstage girl and she denies it she's like frank's a corpo like through and through you know she's just she says like why should he bother with me i'm not even a stockholder god <laughs> wow so he asks about her loves lusts and allegiances and she asks if his wife's in town <laughs> he says yes so she suggests they go back to her place which happens all off camera, right? Like you, yeah. you just you don't see this yeah. happen. You just cut to Howard in bed at Max's, I guess, with his eyes open and he's talking to no one. We've all yeah, had nights like that. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's agreeing with the voice, yep. mm-hmm. and then he asks, he asks, "Why me?" And he likes the answer. It's <laughs> great acting. My God, this this is I, when he gets what I like to call the divine madness when it just oh, hits yeah. you and it hits him. And his acting really shines now. Like this is where oh, it's like, give him all the awards. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, it, it, here's the thing. All of this up to this moment has been just—it's like 20 minutes or so, and it's like or like 20 some minutes. This is, it, this is it, man. <laughs> it's so much. Yep. Like it is so much, and you know who these fucking people are. You know what the position is. You know what the plays are. 
and you you don't know what's coming. And then like, it's yeah, just, this happens. <laughs> oh. It's incredible. This is the point where it's kind of like, this is when it starts becoming like speculative in a lot of ways. Yep. This is where the absurdity yes. comes in where it's like, oh shit. Yeah. 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 So great. But it, it, here's the, here's the, here's the trick. Like, you know, Max comes back to the office, got a little spring in his step next day. Right. He tells Larry, they're killing the angry man thing and going back to straight news. Larry in the control room assures Max that Howard's okay later. He's like, nah, he's good. Howard immediately recounts how he awakened at 2 a.m. by a faceless voice that told him he wanted Howard to tell people the truth. <laughs> so Larry, you know, he asks, hey, what, what do? You know, like, <laughs> says, oh, no. <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, you know, we haven't really established protocol for this yet. Yeah. And Max just says nothing. <laughs> Howard goes on to say that telling the truth isn't easy because people don't want to hear it. He asks what he should know about, you know, like what, like what, what should I know about the truth? You know, but the voice, he's talking to the voice is what, yeah. what's going on here. Mm-hmm. But the voice said to me, uh, don't worry about the truth. This is a quote. This is actually like this is a direct quote here. Uh, but the voice said to me, don't worry about the truth. I will put the words in your mouth. I said, what is this? The burning bush? For God's sake, I'm not Moses. And the voice said, I'm not God. What does that have to got? What is it? What has that got to do with it? I fucked that up. <laughs> it's, but I love that exchange. Like the way he delivers it is, is better than I ever. You know I mean? It's incredible yeah. too. Cause that like raises many questions. Cause it's like, he acknowledges yeah. it's not God, yeah. but it's like, he's like, you're this is cause he says, it's like, why the news? And he's like, well, it's like, this is the imperfect truth. Like, right. No, exactly. He's like, we're not talking about eternal truth or absolute yeah. truth or ultimate truth. We're talking about impermanent, transient human, human truth. Human truth. Yeah. That's yeah. that was the one that. Got. He's like, I don't expect, I don't expect you people to be capable of truth, but goddamn it, at least you're capable of self-preservation. <laughs> God, that's the. <laughs> and I said, "Why me?" And the voice said, "Because you're on television, dummy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Diane, man. Diana's eating a sandwich watching Howard. She just whispers, "Beautiful." She loves this shit. <laughs> and then, like Howard goes on again. He's like, "You have forty million Americans listening to you. After the show, you can have fifty million. For Pete's sake, I'm not asking you to walk the land in sackcloth, preaching the Armageddon. You're on TV, man." <laughs> so I thought about it for a moment, and then I said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> you cut to Howard. Like Howard's walking to Max's office. The doors closed. Max tells Howard, "He's like, look, I'm taking you off the air." He's concerned. Here, yeah, like really, like his friend. His friend is literally having a mental breakdown. A hundred percent, yeah, right. And Howard's like, "This isn't a psychotic episode, but a cleansing moment of clarity." You know, not some religious flight of fancy, but like what the Hindus call prana, which is you know basically a sense of you know the interconnectedness of all things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he goes on and on about this for like a like thirty seconds. Does not make him sound any saner. No. There's like a hot. Two lines where you're like, oh, he might be. Oh, nobody. Oh, nope. <laughs> it's feeling the spirit. Oh, the Briggs. Yep. So like Howard's revelation ends with him like collapsing on the floor, which is fainted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, he he gets a little worked up because he's like he doesn't want anybody to take away his his being on television. Right. You are in my time or space in any time yeah. or space. Like he, he's pointing at like him and the guy that's in the room with Larry. And he's yeah. like, are you? Yeah. And then he just faints. He just, yes. he's like, his eyes roll up in the back of his head and then he just collapses. Yeah. Cause he's oh, a man. man. And <laughs> right, like, yeah. that's the other concerning thing is like, you know, his friend, this is the other reason why his friends are really concerned yeah. about him. He's like, he's an old yeah. guy. He's getting real work done. Yep. Yeah. Blood pressure at our age, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> 
you know what I did with Diana last night, bud? You know, like <laughs> it was dangerous. We had to thin our blood out with whiskey. Anyway. <laughs> so that night, you know, Howard wakes up on Max's couch. Thunder sounds and Howard starts muttering to himself about how a whole place has gone crazy. They just seem to hassle me. <laughs> Which I did, I'd never known before until I watched this with oh. the subtitles. I recommend watching this movie with the subtitles. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that, like, well, it, the subtitles are wrong on my version for a lot of it. Really? It, like, drops words and stuff. It's almost like somebody was in a hurry to do it. <laughs> that's on That's on message, actually. That's on brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, um, it, you feel really bad for him at this point in the movie. Like, you always felt oh, yeah. bad because he's clearly, like, a, someone being taken advantage of. But, like, this is the point mm-hmm. where, like, his illness is so defined. It's kind of like, he's not okay. He should not be doing no. this. He needs to be in a yeah. home. Like, you feel yes. really bad for this whole guy because he is lost. It, it. I got to understand, too, this apartment is huge and cozy. Yes. So he is able to go stand up, walk, you know, muttering to himself the whole time, walks to the closet in the hall grabs his trench coat, puts it on over his pajamas, and just heads out into an NYC thunderstorm. Again, we've all, like, we've all done it. Like, even if you don't know what's coming, like, you know. You're, yeah. Like, you're, oh, no, this is, like, such a... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the f- sad thing is, I've seen people in New York like that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens. No, I, I've been that, I did that just last week, guys. I've been that guy. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> I just got I, I got to walk to the Walgreens real quick. I, I got to just... It, we're going. Like Muttering to yourself, you know, the divinity inside you. Yeah. Listen, like I, guy when when you when you don't work for a year, you could like you know, <laughs> your sense of uh, oh, I, I can't your sense imagine of personal hygiene like... really kind of goes out the window. When yeah, you're not exactly. Really... You stop bathing, you start hearing the whispers of God. You're you just wandering yeah. the streets. COVID's done yeah, a lot of yeah. weird things to all of us. Oh yeah, I, it's it's no lie when I say that I do believe that this podcast project has saved my sanity. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you, I, I can't just sit yeah. down in a basement rocking back and forth. I just can't do it. I need to have other things. Yeah, let's yeah. let's never have a vacation ever again. That was awful. <laughs> no, let's not do no, that. No, no, you're right. It's terrible. Oh, so Max is in bed with his wife Louise. Okay, this is a uh, uh, Beatrice. Um, oh, who did I say? My God, straight. She won uh, the Oscar. Prefer- not not for this part. No, we're not there yet. You don't even like. She has such a small moment here, but like, boy, you're gonna love a, her later. Oh, it's a good moment too. Yeah. Like this, this is a like epoch defining like uh oh, shit's different now kind of moment. Yeah. So the alarm wakes her up, and she gets out of bed, walks around, notices Howard's missing, checks some of the other rooms, then she goes back into the bedroom, kind of kneels on the desk, kisses Max, and says, "Wake up, Max, because Howard's gone." <laughs> it's so sweet but oh god maybe it, it is yeah. so sweet like you don't know what's wrong but like it's happened so uh, he'll be okay it turned out okay the last time kind of shit he's a grown yeah. adult you know cut yeah but then you cut to frank's office <laughs> and frank is erupting like he's just freaking the fuck out you just want his yeah. head to explode like, <laughs> that's... like what, what do you know and this is a different tone from the last time you've seen him too because the last yeah. time he's just like ah howard's crazy get him off the air kind of shit and then yeah. he's like yeah i'll think about it with you know diana we'll give it a shot and even just like nothing changed like frank just let the show go you know he didn't really do anything yeah but now he's freaking out like he made some master strikes like what do you mean we don't know where he is the son of a bitch is a hit yeah and now frank understands engagement yep 
Yep. He's talking 2,000 phone calls, 14,000 telegrams. He's asking uh, an opinion of his assistant, cutting him off and saying the answer. He's like, show him this news, but grabs the newspaper off the guy, sticks it in front of him, doesn't let him read it. He's like, yeah, New York Times headline reads a call to morality. And the irony of Frank being excited with that being the headline. Yep. It's incredible. Oh, it's just, mm, there's a, a, not a wasted word. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, Anyway, he really wants to know where Howard is, but Max doesn't know. And considering what we saw yesterday, he adds, you know, he can be jumping off a roof for all I know. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. He needs care and treatment, and all you grave robbers can think about is that he's a hit. And Frank, it doesn't even register. He doesn't even respond nope. to it. He's still going on. He's yeah. pacing the room. He's hitting the back of his hand on a rolled-up newspaper like, God damn it, look, oh, this is what we did kind of shit, you know? And God, yeah. Man. And Diana posits that maybe, quote, he is, in fact, imbued with some spectral spirit. And I just wish she would have slapped herself. <laughs> I, well, now, oh, that's man. the one where it's like, you know, that's not true, right? Like, right. Yeah. And Max even says it. He's like, I'm supposed to be the romantic. You're supposed to be the fucking soulless realist. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not true. You're just a monster. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're trying to I mean, sell. She's still, she's still looking at Howard as a unit that fills the void. I mean, they could, if you give it enough time, and if this had gone differently, she could probably make a shot of him not being there. People fucking watch. Oh, he could be here any minute. It'd be like, you know, Geraldo digging up Capone's grave shit. Yeah, she knows how to manipulate the message. Yes. Yeah. She's this, what Bernice was afraid of. Yeah. Yes. This, this whole movie actually <laughs> yes. is really bringing together that whole the medium is the message. Uh, mm -hmm. The McLuhan? Yeah. 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 That's a good one. No. Very much. And that that was right around this time. This might it might have been my fucking what five, six, seven years before they I thought yeah. McLuhan did that in the sixties, didn't he? Or was it the late? I it was the sixties, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll correct it in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so like the she she says a quote that the audience wants a prophet, even a manufactured one, even if he's mad as Moses. Wow. Uh, I can't think of any modern parallels of that at all. <laughs> Yeah, out of one. This is why. And so she. God. This is why. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's still go. talking about the shares. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, oh, it'll, it'll go up. Yeah. Howard Beale is processed instant god. God, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one where it's like, yep. Mm -hmm. And this is the one for the old heads. One of my favorite things. She thinks that she's going to be bigger than Mary Tyler Moore. You got to understand that, like Mary Tyler Moore was television. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that fuck. Even today, I'm like, nah, that. Wow, that's a swing. You know, it's like so then Diana drops the bomb. Like Max is just defiant, right? He refuses to put Howard back on the air. He's like, This is my friend. I need my friend to be taken care of and stuff like that. And then Diana's like, It's not your show anymore, Max, it's mine. And for the coup de gras, Frank tells Max that he's putting the network news show under programming. Wow. Like like a brat. Yep. Like he's like, Man, we're doing this. Fuck you, man. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck oh, out yeah. of here. Like that's literally his attitude. He's like, Yeah, yeah. we're putting this under yeah. program, get your shit and get out. Yeah. yeah, and and it fucking Max is like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, it's impossible. He's like, look, Ruddy had a minor heart attack, so Frank is calling all the shots now. It's basically wow. how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. And this all like, it's so fucking. So I don't even know if we see Ruddy again. No, like, uh, next. Well, it's he, Nelson. Nelson's dead, it. actually. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. So then Frank fires Max like in the room right there. He tells him to be out of the building by noon. If not, he'll have security kick him out. Max tells him. Well, fuck you then. 
<laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll leave and I'll take the whole news division with him. And Frank is like, you think they'll quit their jobs for you? He's like, not in this recession. <laughs> oh, God. And he's like, well, Mac thinks Ruddy will do something when he gets back. But like Frank's past. He's like, look, I got a hit and Ruddy doesn't count anymore. Either way, like no matter what happens. Yeah, because he's also the, what was it, the CCA? He's a CCA man. Like that's who yeah, he yeah, answers yeah. to. He really doesn't have right. anyone to answer to. And he knows they're not going to give a fuck. Like is oh yeah he well, he says as much he's like yeah, he's betting like Ruddy won't run to CCA and demand that they take their one hit show off the exactly air. he's like totally just high on the idea of the you know the the net like the news network division making profit yeah it's making like, yeah. like that's all we care yeah. about I mean, like yeah <laughs> don't know don't know any modern parallels there but no yeah. no can't, can't think imagine. of any one you know it starts you know it's named after <laughs> an animal yeah mm, no we oh we're gonna get into them yes in well next network up anyway so it, he's just high on the idea you know and he's certain that mr jensen is going to pat him on the head for this like it, it, this, there's this mr jensen coming up again so then he tells max to get out before noon or i'll have him thrown out like oh fuck you fuck me go fuck you kind of stuff like it was just but eloquent and written like poetry anyway yes so he asked diana if she's okay with it and she just reminds him that she didn't want a network hassle and that she'd rather have worked it out between them you know <laughs> beforehand at dinner or whatever you know so then yeah, like this this woman does not know how to uh separate her business and oh yeah uh, no separate no. business and from pleasure her life is business yeah. so why should yeah everything else yeah. not be that <laughs> yeah yeah and, and then you got like max you know he's like threatening to get like lawyers and psychiatrists to keep his best friend out the air and frank's is like well you get your psychiatrist i'll get mine yeah that one which yeah, is that's the line. how this works yeah that's a line that fucked me up where yeah. i'm like yeah that's that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like no. It just you're 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 punching a fucking avalanche. Like you're not gonna beat this. Like it, this is an epochal moment for media. I mean yeah. this 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 is what like you don't have network. You might not have video drum. Yeah. You know right. just this this concept and yeah. all of these things. Um. And, and you know going we get to think of a thousand shows and movies that have been inspired by this. My God. Uh. Fucking Aaron Sorkin, who I'm not like. Nah. I don't like it all the time. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, meh, you know, guys didn't work good. I hope he doesn't starve. But he totally cites this as the reason why he writes the way he does. And I'm like, well, that's he got part of it. Part of it. I mean, he's still a bad writer. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good. I don't know. I've, I've, I think I've seen a couple things of his that I liked, but I generally have never seen the West Wing and I don't care to see it. Nope. Like, Destroyed I just America. watched the, uh, the Walking and Talking music video for Sugar by System of a Down. <laughs> mm. Very much, very much in the same vein. Oh, I was like, did Aaron Sorkin direct it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait. They're just walking and talking the entire video. Like, I don't understand. Fuck, it. Really? Anyway, so Max threatens to go to the papers and the other networks to expose this. And this is where like Frank is basically goes Super Saiyan. You know, he's just like, great. We need all the press we can get. This is where like he actually grew a little bit more hair on the bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's that's the other thing. That's like this. This is really the moment when. Like the idea of using, you know, spectacle yeah. to, you know, garner engagement comes into Frank's mind as an asset where before he was always worried about damage control instead of the thing like now, like you have any asshole today gets caught in a scandal. They don't apologize for it. Or if they do, yeah. it's usually some lame shit like, well, I'm sorry I offended you instead of <laughs> yep. thinking about like what you did and being like, oh, well, that was a dick move. You know, like, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah, like exactly. Like, hey, I ruined sorry your life. I once, once Frank knows that the uh, that the 
news system can be used to the corporation's advantage instead of just you know yeah, yeah. money yeah. yeah yeah and and they're also you know perfectly positioned for this like they're, yeah they're and they're the putting out also their own like I mean, since this is owned by a corporation, you know, mm-hmm. obviously they can put out whatever message they want. Yeah. 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 That, especially yeah, one that will support this corporation's stances right. on world politics. Yes. Yeah, and I know a lot of y'all know about like Sinclair, but if you don't, definitely look up Sinclair Media Group and check out like there's a, oh God, it's on YouTube somewhere where it's just this video where it starts with like this copy that came from, you know, Sinclair that was given to a local affiliate and they start reading it and then a second screen comes up and it's like word for word and then a third screen comes yep. up and it's word for word and it's like yeah, until right. there's like 60 to 120 fucking different things all talking at the same time in the same cadence it's terrifying yeah, yeah. because they do that with the radio too is whenever they oh, yeah. under mm-hmm. an umbrella <clears throat> I get it. I get it. Oh, you're going to run a Spotify ad on your station. Okay. Well, here's the Spotify ad, right? But this isn't even just playing an ad. Yeah. It's that read it's that you using... get drive time radio guide, your fucking morning zoo crew radio oh. guide. And they use the exact same phrases. It's, uh-huh. it's Ponty bullshit is what that is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> they're not right. zombies. They're conversationalists. What's that? It's that freedom fries shit too. You know, oh, it's God, the changing yeah. the con. Yep, yep, yep. What's well, changing the context? That's the other thing too. You're locked into this station. You see this crazy shit happening. It ain't happening anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and, and there's mm. anyway. So anyway, Howard Howard arrives. He's walking in from this rainstorm. He's been walking <laughs> since like two o'clock in the morning until right before he's going on. All right, which we I presume to be like like four or five six o'clock. Yeah, and uh, he arrives at UBS just soaking wet, and he's just still muttering to himself. And this this guard says, "How do you do, Mister Beale?" And Howard replies, "I must make my witness." <laughs> Very good, Mister Beale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Sure thing, Mister Beale." Yeah, because I'm like, dude, doesn't get paid enough to deal with that shit. Are you kidding me? I love I love yeah. they gave that guy lines, yep. man, because that. <laughs> That is one of the funniest bits in the entire fucking movie. <laughs> Bill is just, oh man, Peter Finch, man. Oh. Anyway, so this is the, we're we're pretty much at the end of this episode. We're gonna we're gonna jibber jab a little bit here, uh, discuss this. Uh, oh yeah, here here we are. This this the, the stage is set. Yo, like this is you're the, the all right. The fuse has been burning now for like fifty eight minutes or fifty seven minutes at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And here comes the bomb, right? Diana is in the control room when she finds out that Howard has arrived. So she gives the order to let him go on as soon as he reaches the studio. No hair, no makeup, no, no dress. No, he's covered nothing. in rain. Oh, he is yeah, wearing yeah. the raincoat you saw him put on and his pajamas. Yeah. He's just been wandering the streets. And it doesn't even matter that the raincoat looks a little dry. That yeah. It doesn't even bother me. Because you, you just assume time has jumped, et cetera, et cetera, and whatnot. But like, sure. So H- Howard enters like just his tousle he's wet he's looking like lit up with revelation he's shaking hands right yeah he's like hey what's up buddy you know thanks they're getting him up on the stage and then they count down and then we're gonna save the rest of oh, the that's that was most most of a legal pad um <laughs> I've, I've, I've transcribed the speech. If you want to hear it, I absolutely, again, 1000% recommend this movie. I recommend this movie unabashedly to anyone who will listen to me. Yeah. Like, it's literally <laughs> like, 
Now you. It's how I, you know I either want to start or end a conversation if I bring yeah. this movie up. Like I'm either like, hey, have you ever seen Network? And then we have a conversation about it. Or if you're talking about something I'm not interested in, I'm like, hey man, have you ever seen the movie Network? <laughs> it's it's an all-purpose film. Oh, I, but, you know, uh, I so love yeah, bowling. You know, I go every Saturday. Hey, have you ever watched the film Network? Yeah, I'll go bowling. <laughs> I'll, I'll have them. I'll do, we'll do a network bowling movie night um, <laughs> at the same time. You know, honest to God, I think I left my copy. I, I'm trying to remember where I'd left my last copy of it. I think I might have left it at Iota. That's and I just forgot actually. about it. Well, we used to have a weird movie night up there. I had like one of like in the rubble. There's one of my volumes of uh, uh, Frisky Dingo. <laughs> my second volume of Frisky Dingo is there. Some archaeologists are going to dig up that location and just find like Frisky Dingo. You're find like a network. Four or five of the best DVDs they've yeah, ever exactly. seen. <laughs> yeah, so I'm putting Frisky Dingo on the same shelf with Network. Exactly. But, uh, no, but like we we had like a movie night there one night and stuff like that, and um, that it was just like the. the they like 10 or 15 people came and they were all friends of mine and I was like let's just get drunk and watch this fucking movie you know like and they'd all seen it but like this is what i want to ask what do you, how tell me about your experience <laughs> just up to this point but like what what when the movie started where did you fucking where were you going I didn't, like where how, did we both we both never seen network yeah. i barely knew what it was and so i'm watching it and i'm like i have no idea what's gonna happen i know it has like famous speeches you know, like yes. I've seen, I've obviously seen the speech that we're going to talk about next episode, but yeah. like beyond that, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck this movie's about. And the first, th- like when we get into like the corporate part of it and like everything, oh man, like a lot of what I want to say is has to come like next episode because <laughs> yeah, that's sure. when like we yeah. totally hit break from reality. But it's, yeah, it's, oh yeah. It, the thing that fascinated my ass is the idea of like how corporations were run back in the day. <laughs> Because, like, mm-hmm. everything still wasn't owned by, like, one or two things. Because, you know, like, we all know this, but, like, in America, like, everything's owned by, like, what, three corporations, really? And then you have, like, Amazon yeah. and other shit, like, and that's about yeah. it. And you have to you have to do what, you know, your overlords tell you. But it's like, man, back in the day, you could just have a company and with, like, mm-hmm. no oversight. And you could just do yeah. your thing. And as long as your shareholders are happy and you're, bo- and you're like, you don't do anything like, you know, you don't go postal or anything like your boss is like, you could be friends with your boss, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. it was like everyone was like, it's a job. Um, we do this thing cause we like doing it. And it's not, it wasn't all, of course you want money, but like, it wasn't all about money. Like what the fucking asshole said, like he wants all the departments to make revenue. And I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> are you not? Right. This is a new, this yeah. is a, this is a new st- like we do media a new yeah. and I'm like are you kidding me that's an insane thing to think and it's it's right. like, yeah. Yeah, it's like not all you could just have again like well here's the other thing too is you got to remember that it's just a show yeah it's, it's literally just an hour yeah because yeah. they CNN and shit didn't happen yet we don't have 24 hour news network yeah. yet. we just have this one thing that comes on and it's you know pitted against the and other they still thing. have like you know their own fucking office building you know like they still like it takes a lot yeah. of resources just to do that one fucking oh, yeah. hour man like and to do yeah. other sh- whatever other bullshit shows they put on their station you know that we never yeah. learn about but yeah. the point is is like you know they put out shows and they they pr- produce them and do all that sure but like yeah it's man you could just have a company and just not have to be f- it wasn't all about making money you know <laughs> well i mean even if it was like you can still Pull money from a division, like if it's all going to one giant corporate, yeah, like, like you could umbrella. Do 
oh, wow, you've produced this ridiculous amount of profit. We're going to help this fucking division out because it's necessary. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, especially if you know, it's kind of like what they're trying to do, like make it fucking public transportation profitable. It's like, it's a service. No, that's you. insane. It's that's the same thing with the yeah. post office. It's a service. Fuck you. We pay taxes for that to run. It should be national. It doesn't need to be profitable. The post, the, the, yeah. When they made the post office its own company instead of like it being nationalized, that was mm, yeah. the, one of the worst. Fucking they ever... Did they ever get rid of that dickhead that's still running it? I don't fucking remember. I think so. Yeah, who knows? Got a link. <laughs> what did you, uh, what was your experience like? Like, how, how did it creep up on you? Like, what uh, was it doing to you? Well, I guess it was just kind of like watching this, it made me realize that a lot of things that we talk about are a lot older. But, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. This really drove home the fact, you know, I, I, I've, I've talked before about how augmented reality is like, it's here, you know, like, yes. and it, it's the thing that snuck up on us. The the one thing that kind of passed through the nets and just mm-hmm. is kind of sucking up, well, socking us in the gut right now. Um, yeah, yeah. But this really drove home the fact that we've had augmented reality since the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. And it was in the form of the television. The fact it, the only thing that's really changing about augmented reality is, um, they're trying to externalize it more instead of of trying, instead of trying to uh, change a person's internal truth by feeding them information that appeals to some, some part of their id and kind of just goes in that direction until you get some form of just complete untruth. Mm -hmm. Um, Augmented reality these days is about, uh, just manipulating that input entirely uh, that you get from the external world, but mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch how that how this was. This is essentially like the Ministry of Truth, <laughs> uh, in a microcosm as a business. Essentially, that's what it feels like to me. Yes. Yeah. Um. um perfectly timed meows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's no, my no notes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, yeah, she's precious. She is. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's that's yeah. totally true. Like that's a hundred point. Yeah. That's what it is. Is like, but that's the. I think my only complaint is like, but it's not the truth, you know. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. they're not trying. That maybe at one time they were, and it was kind of a yeah. business. But again, they even say it's like no news is expected to lose money because it's just the news. It's just what we yeah. do. It's about ah, sensationalizing. Yeah. Uh, Or that's that's what the direction that they're taking uh, UBS. Then it becomes truth. And then we have January 6th. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or or then you have uh, like green velvet is in fashion. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. Wearing it right now. God, yeah, we have to. Y'all should listen to some Green Velvet, actually. I didn't realize that was all going to come together like this. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Green Velvet. I wish. I would be happy to be uh, sponsored by Green Velvet. That would be fantastic. Green Velvet, if you're listening to this, please sponsor us. You can, you can <laughs> yeah. us up on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> you produce so much music, my God. Uh, fucking, I'm going to listen to Flash as soon as we get done with this now. Anyway, um, but... Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what had happened. Like for me, the first time I saw something really cool technologically happening in the world. Yeah. And I immediately said to myself, uh, 
that's just they're gonna do something really dumb with that. We're fucked for you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're gonna use like VR and surgery. And I was like, oh, they're gonna fuck this up so bad. Yeah. Like, and I know it exists now and it's way better than it's ever been and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm not sure I wanna deal with the lag. You know, yeah, like yeah. at all, like even a millisecond or a bill, bill is what's smaller, a terasec, a giga, mega picosecond, yeah, pico, yeah. that's smaller. Sure. I gotta go through all of them in no order whatsoever because brain caffeine. Um, we have a uh, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Yes, thank Good you, enough. thank that's... you to all of our uh, all of our patrons. Yes, God, yes. Yes. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for I'm being a, here. Guys. I'm doing that. I'm doing that Fozzie Bear head knob. Yeah. <laughs> or on patreon.com slash neon dystopia. Drop us a dollar. Yeah. Can. Yeah. And if not, fuck it. Happy holidays. Sure. Um, yeah. Right yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. They're awful. Um, we're all just in various stages of disrepair right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what I'll I'll let you know how the cold versus COVID thing. Yeah, uh, keep us posted on that. <laughs> You'll yeah. know whether like if there's an episode next week, then yeah. shit worked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if not, I'm, I'm I'm scrambling to get that goddamn booster shot. It's it made it difficult. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna hit you hard to too. I heard. I haven't gotten. Oh, it. oh yeah, no, I know. I know. Either. Yeah, probably next week, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else are we? On? I want to make sure I did this first. Oh, what else are we on Twitter? Yeah, we're on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, at uh, Neon Dystopia at L zero W L one F three T H E. Um, one will we'll get you to scum. One will get you to me, or not? Maybe. Uh, not. Or not? Who knows? Yeah. We'll let you decide who you're talking to. We got crap on Facebook. But who cares? We do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have a video drone. We do. Yes. We have a video drone. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. our uh, our Discord server. Yes. Um, link is in the, the description for the episode. We do not have yes. televisions in this video drone. No, 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 no. There's no red clay covered electrocuted room. Electrified <laughs> no, no. It's a Patreon goal, but we, we're not there yet. And um, let's <laughs> do the best we can with what we have, you know, making it happen with the available technology, no matter how old. <laughs> that sounds see that sounds like a, a thing yeah, sure. yeah. start doing goofy commercial fucking voices oh yeah, uh, check us, but anyway yeah check us out next time same bad hour same bad time do not sue us Podcast. The Lord Podcast.